0: <laughs> sorry. Just, we weren't actually in mid conversation this
1: one, so I was like. Yeah, yeah, I
0: know. I'm sorry that I didn't, you know, try to trick Trevor, but. I almost had him. Almost, I guess. Nah, I didn't really try, actually. Yeah. I've only got the
2: squiggly lines on Kyle, not on me or you. I see your squiggles, so we're good. I see all of our squiggles, so. Okay. Yeah. Zancaster is uh, awesome. a special thing. It always scares me whenever I don't see squiggles, but i'm trying
1: good. to reorient myself in my, in my life uh where when did we record last <laughs> what day was that uh, last? <laughs> uh, was it
2: thursday i think tuesday?
1: Tuesday? Really? tuesday episode tuesday.
2: 105
1: Chu- tuesday writing the tube to tuesday
2: oh wait a minute it was That's after right. the lafc game
0: yeah it was probably tuesday the sixth whatever the sixth was
1: Oh, it's Tuesday. Okay, cool. That's all right, Tuesday. cool. I'm just trying to prep myself for Did you forget what day it was? Hour. Did you forget um, what day it was? I forgot what Don't I need to you update. What day you guys it was. On.
2: Yeah. On today of all days, my mom's birthday.
1: Happy birthday <laughs> oh. to Suzette.
0: Happy birthday Suzette. <laughs>
2: Happy birthday
1: Suzette. We had a very cool. lovely uh lovely Sunday day.
2: <laughs> and great. also Special shout out to 9 11, which is also oh. today. Yeah, it's Benghazi Day. Is yeah. today Benghazi Day? I thought yeah, Benghazi was, was completely not related to today. No, Benghazi was 9 11. Oh, okay. Well, happy Benghazi Day to all those
1: who celebrate. No, it's the current. Okay. It, the actual <laughs> thing is. <laughs> oh, boy. The actual thing is, I would like to extend my best wishes to all, even the haters and losers, on the special date, September 11th. One of the greatest tweets of all time from former president.
0: That's Uh, not a real
1: tweet. It really is. He tweeted. (laughs) I promise you, you know, that was September 11th, 2013. He tweeted that. Oh, he did delete it eventually, but it was I would like to extend my best wishes to all even the haters and losers on the special date, September 11th. That's it. It's like one of the most incredible tweets I've ever seen. I've. That
2: haters and losers tweet was September 11th related.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's a phrase he like liked to use.
2: Oh yeah, no, he's. uh, I'm sure he said haters and losers a lot, but I forgot that there was one for September 11th, which is the tweet. I wonder who he thinks the losers of September 11th were. (laughs) I don't think he's talking about like the event has losers. I think he's just saying people that. Don't like him are haters and losers. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's yeah maybe. Um, it's like fair well, enough. That's probably well, about you right. You guys, uh, you guys ever, I'm, I'm you sorry. guys on
1: Truth Social?
2: No, <laughs> no absolutely not. You Why guys are right?
1: missing out. Truth Social is awesome. Wait, did the Queen die? What day did the Queen die last week? The uh Ninth Friday. Okay, cool. So we haven't recorded the Queen died. That's that's, that's a good that's social hour cool. update. But, um. I love Truth Social. It is so funny. Okay. So Truth Social is amazing because uh, it just has, like, the most deranged people of all time on there. And what's funny is, like, so Donald Trump's, like, the main truther on Truth Social. He's posting more truths than I think anyone else that I follow.
2: isn't it his social media site like is not rest-
1: built for him kind of <laughs> uh, but there are other accounts on there like the right to bear memes i like i follow them they're pretty they're they're pretty bad for the most part but they got some heat sometimes
0: cool okay um, I okay love so trump media and technology group
1: so donald trump at, oh it is they, okay <laughs> yeah call, calling it everything truths and rick retruths is really funny um it's it's just
0: a twitter skin really
1: yeah. So Donald Trump will post stuff and like the comment sections on his the replies to his truths are just the most it's like so completely unrelated to what the original one was. So like he'll say something and then there'll be people talking about like maga scammers and like all this other there's just it's really crazy in there. It's really awesome. And it's just a collection of like uh, like really awful memes. Uh but Donald Trump posted a um a tribute to the queen, <laughs> I guess. He also went on Nigel Farage's uh, radio show to talk about the queen, and it was so funny. He was like, yeah, we sp- we spent a lot more time together than people realize. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was really funny. But um, Donald, the replies in here are so cool. So I'm not going to read his, his. It's very clearly like he didn't write the thing about the queen because the, the tone of he writes a lot of the truths Definitely not this one because like everything about it is so different. Um, and it's just one after the other. a lot of, of
2: the posts on his truth social media site. That's what you mean to say. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay.
1: He does write a lot of his truths, but sometimes other people are writing his truths. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, and like the, about you saying Donald Trump is writing these truths. Yeah. <laughs> as a statement, as a funny thing to say. That's all. The no one, no one clipped me. <laughs>
1: um, so like sometimes like a lot of stuff is like very key related. Like this uh first reply on this truth is like the time has come, uh, flag. After deleting his channel, the general Q is back stronger than ever. Patriots, be ready for something huge. Only Patriots will be following this channel. And it's this random guy trying to promote his own like YouTube channel, pretending to be Q. But um and so there's stuff like that going on in the truths replies. Um,
2: Scams and grifters replies yeah and
1: then those awkward. people like telegram sucks kicked me off for pissing off liberals really funny um <laughs> but i found this one is so good so uh, <clears throat> uh okay so we had in the response to the queen dying god's warrior uh she posted today 999 2022 or excuse me nine nine twenty twenty two okay. is 666 so hysterical using their numbers against them. How is nine nine twenty twenty two six six six? Do, do, can no, you does this? Can
0: reply to her and like do the math? Well, see, turn it upside down and then add the twos together. I think.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, like, oh, there we go. Okay, I see. So the nines are sixes if you flip it upside down. Twenty two plus zero plus two plus two is six. Okay, you're right. That is it. Okay, and an upside yeah, down, down
2: some- two. <clears throat> there's somebody in the replies that was like no trevor
0: just wait is this yeah. a different one no yeah. no
1: it is this it is this one but the, the, the sarah m2 M-
0: is still a two that is of. kind okay. of yeah so sarah okay. mj replied right. and said you.
1: it's the eighth <laughs> and then god's <laughs> warrior said the ninth in britain and then sarah mj said no i'm in scotland right now it is 2035 8th september 2022 prayer hands god's warrior Close enough for me. <laughs> and Sarah MJ says, Okay, but she died six hours ago. Don't get me wrong. I don't like her one bit. And I like numbers, was just saying, God's warrior. I know it's okay. I'm just so happy the death has been exposed. It's a huge marker, Sarah MJ. One less lizard to worry about. A timely distraction, oh, me no, thinks. No. And Elastigirl 03 with an actual Elastigirl uh, avatar says, Me thinks so too. So just, <laughs> and then uh, just Melanie Trump people. girl said FJB. So, <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome, dude. I love this app. It is so funny. It's like,
2: <laughs> this is, I think, the perfect time to announce that off the crossbars. Officially a politically neutral podcast and we don't (laughs) describe Uh any specific political ideology. I'm pretty sure we've made things very clear. Let's talk more about truth social media and the queen dying though. (laughs) Uh, Dude, that is, yeah, that's a good disclaimer. For sure. Like we're going to talk about it. Let's do it. Okay. Well,
1: one, the queen dying, not a social hour update from me, but Sarah and Colin, uh, continue their cursed trip doing by being in Liverpool the weekend, (laughs) That they were supposed to go to the the Liverpool Wolves game, this was devastating for Colin. My words, not his. I think he probably used some inflammatory language, and because uh, he's been looking, like, he's been like waiting like his whole life to go to a game. They had tickets and everything. I they as as of today, an update is that they will be in attendance for the Liverpool Ajax Champions League game next it's week.
0: It's so much better, which is like way that, better man. than
1: seeing a Wolves game. At Anfield, they get to go to a Champions League game in Anfield against Ajax. So um, that's a pretty good update because I was I've been I've been stressed about Colin feeling really real bad. But that's saw
0: that post. And I was very happy for you.
1: Yeah, I woke up to that this morning and I was like, nice. Congrats (laughs) to Colin and Sarah for uh, they also met some local uh, scousers who didn't seem too fond of the queen. I'm also confused by people who are extremely fond of the queen and also Americans. Yeah. Anyway, don't really have a lot to say about the queen, but weird to get that upset over somebody who, especially if they're ninety six, dying.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, if it's family, right? What's that? Yeah, if it's family, like family slash husband
1: slash boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Like even
0: if they're ninety six, sometimes these are
1: all the same people in certain cases too. Like you know. Sometimes your brother, sometimes your husband is your cousin and vice versa. Sometimes that just happens, but, uh, you know, who I mean, can that, could it. It?
0: that couldn't be a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, Matt, let me tell you something.
2: <laughs> Got some it bad news, thing,
0: especially um, in royal
2: families, kind of a common thing.
0: Kind so of. Okay.
2: I had to explain my complete indifference to the whole thing to my kid this weekend. Um, Yeah. Because they came to me and they were like, oh, yeah, the queen died. And we were talking about it in school. And a teacher was saying this, that, and the other. And like, everybody was very sad about it. And I was like, why are people sad? Why are like, kids in your school? Why is your teacher sad about this? Give me some reasons. And they're like, oh, well, you know, it's sad when anybody dies. And I was like, okay, fair. Yeah. That's it. Did you, did you know that's the queen? Good, hard
1: thing to say. Did,
2: did anybody there know the queen? Is somebody
0: British? I feel like <laughs> you're setting up a trap here.
2: Do they. Were they like under the queen's rule <laughs> at any point in their life? Like Canadians what did the queen do. ever do for them? And, yeah, and the so we had like that whole conversation about how.
1: Does Charlie go to a Canadian <laughs> elementary or uh, middle the school? Canadian magnet school.
2: <laughs> no, they go to a good old American public school in Springville, Utah. Listen,
1: I said this on Saturday, but like. Why would this country be so unbelievably patriotic about so many things but then be like, "Oh no, the queen died." Yeah, like it's well, like why is that the thing that they're like, "Oh no, we're actually going to take a very uh imperial stance on." Like what is th- what is that?
0: That's fair fair question. It's a good
2: question.
1: I mean, look, I thought the flyover in the queen's like to celebrate the queen's death was a little extreme on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I you know, I, I thought it was in poor taste to fly a US Air Force over two different stadiums a US Air Force jet over two different stadiums being like, hooray, the Queen's dead, but like <laughs> I I wasn't I wouldn't go that far, but I was just I'm just kinda
2: you know. Especially <laughs> didn't have to carry the banner behind him that said ding dong the witch is dead. <laughs> the sky yeah, that was crazy. crazy.
1: I was like really surprised that they did that, but I mean
0: America first, you know. Oh so man. Well, I guess that brings it full circle. But full circle. How, how, it does. How was, how was your week?
1: It was good. <laughs> I uh, I'll just quickly go. I uh, I went to um, Carly and I went to the Hogle Zoo Rendezvous. Her grand her grandpa's like donates to the zoo or whatever. So I went went there, and, and, which was which was pretty crazy being at the zoo when there was like no children there. It was a twenty it's a twenty one plus event. So got to see like the big cats uh and the just saw all the all the animals the elephants the giraffes it was great so very much enjoyed that uh then saw barbarian that night the new film new horror film made by one of the guys in the widest guys you know which is kind of funny um but it was it was very spooky. It was very it was very uh, good, I would say. I really enjoyed it. Is it yeah. like definitely rated R or like? Oh, it's definitely rated R. In fact, okay. um, yeah. Yeah. But I will say um, caveat there. Uh, <laughs> front row of this movie theater, a, a, a mother of a child had brought that child. Who could not have been older than five to a 10 10 p.m. showing of Barbarian in XD.
0: And they think it was the new Conan the Barbarian movie or something.
1: Also, there is an actual rule against bringing under 17 kids into movies, even with a parent after a certain time. And that was definitely after that time. Maybe shouldn't be surprised to see that not enforced, but it was interesting because the kid did cry at multiple points throughout (laughs) the movie. Oh, poor kid. Uh, which was I couldn't tell if they were like whining or just like scared because it was it kind of added to the ambiance. I'm not going to lie. Like I was like, wow, this is scary. <laughs> we
2: should get more parents bringing their five year olds to horror movies. To I
1: the it, it does remind me of the the when I saw a quiet place on opening night and a, and someone had brought a newborn child who was crying and I thought it was part of the movie. And I was like. They're gonna die so fast. <laughs> and then I realized it was a real baby and they you left why within isn't like a baby few. been
2: killed in this movie is like,
1: Isn't the whole thing was supposed to be quiet? Like who's crying? Like that person's gonzo. And then they were like left within like five minutes and didn't come back. So that was interesting. But I um yeah, seeing seeing a child, there were like probably eight people in the theater, and seeing one of those eight people be like a four or five year old was pretty shocking because it is a I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, but talking about how, um, uh, like the sixth sense scared me really bad when I was like, seven, like eight or whatever. Yeah. I was like, dang, this is hardcore. (laughs) Like this was way scarier than the sixth sense. And this was like, you know, uh, had a lot more freaky imagery, I'd say, which is probably the things that really stick with you the most. But, um, yeah. So that hope Hope oh, the kids doing okay. Uh that was that was that. And then um, Saturday, let's wait, was that Saturday? Wait, no, Friday. Um I went mini golfing on Friday with some friends Ooh. and ate some sh- I ate some sushi, then went mini golfing oh, and then great. watched some good old fashioned college football. And due to the queen dying, I actually watched a lot of college football this weekend. Uh-huh. Uh which was actually ended up being pretty fun cuz i sometimes like football even though it is a very cursed sport um so yeah you know had a had a pretty solid normal weekend and then saw you gentlemen on saturday after not really doing much that day i was kind of just chilling extremely hard but and then today I had a really big family get together i have some family in town from alaska um is it my it's my mom's birthday as i mentioned Had a get, get together over at her house um similar to the one that we had similar fares had some really good tri-tip uh some cake from city cakes my mom made a very delicious uh peach cobbler using peaches from their trees which was just oh. delightful so
0: Love that. Is, that there, with
2: is there any peach cobbler left can i come get some please Ooh, that's a good question
0: we could I'll just my make mama, peach you know. cobbler as a podcast. We actually should, could. I mean, we
2: should. Charlie asked me the other day like what my favorite food was. And my you usual go-to, cobbler? my usual go-to is like cheesecake. That's not obviously <laughs> your favorite food is cheesecake. Well, that's the question. I was like, I asked, I was like, you mean like a meal food or like desserts? Or, okay. or like what? And they I were really like said desserts. Whatever. Any kind of food, anything you eat, what's your favorite? And I was like, cheesecake's probably my go-to. But then I thought about it for a minute and I was like. Usually, what I want and what I think is best is stuff I haven't had in a long time, and I haven't had peach cobbler in a long time, and that's one of my favorite things. Wow, f- that I've ever eaten. So, like, <clears throat> peach cobbler is probably my favorite food right now because I haven't had it for years. If you guys want to get together on a week night that isn't this Wednesday,
1: wait. Oh, the g- wait. The game is Wednesday, right? Game is Wednesday. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, I got some stuff to think about. I would love to make that. That'd be really fun. I could yeah. see if I, I think my parents have more peaches left, so I could incorporate that in the whole We've thing. we just got
0: a uh, half box of peaches. so Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay.
1: Anyway, so that's me. What's uh, what's going on with you guys? Uh, I need a coin to flip to see who goes next.
0: Ooh. I'll flip
2: this memory card. Well, Trevor's. Okay, go ahead and flip it, but before you flip it, know that Matt and I have probably kind of similar weekends. Okay. Yeah,
0: so you're going to hear about it twice.
1: Okay, that's fine. Uh, that Trevor, good? your heads, it's tails. So, right, I don't know. know.
0: Uh, I did what Trevor did. I also did some other things. Uh Ginny's mom was in town <laughs> visiting. So we go to the, the Timpanoga storytelling festival pretty regularly. I think it's it's something that uh Ginny's done for a long time. Our family's a big Timpanoga storytelling festival heads. What what is this? So it's uh It's exactly what it sounds like to be honest. Yeah, it's just a bunch of people getting together, like telling stories on a stage with an audience. Okay. we're not there to tell stories we're there to be in the audience and it's a good time uh great storytellers i'm excited to hear what trevor thought so i won't go too deep into it uh because i want to hear it from fresh blood blood yeah (laughs) um other than that i'm thinking about going to see the exorcist in the theater what in the next few weeks it's in theaters yeah i'll i'll pull it up uh <laughs> yes i, I at, love that so movie so excited <laughs> it's yeah. so
1: scary it's like it was it's like one of the scariest movies of all time and like i think it whole i think it holds up extraordinarily well yeah i've been talking about the 1973 film
2: the exorcist
1: right yes yeah. dude the oh, Story, Linda the blair witch
0: linda blair yeah where is it Sorry, I'm, I'm looking for it uh is it, 40th anniversary it's a fathom event September 25th, 26th, 28th. So uh, we should get a little uh, okay. Slack group going. See if Wait, anyone 20. wants to come with us and uh, go see a movie together. Why can't I pull up a calendar on my stupid computer? I don't, I don't know, Trevor. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, well, we should go do that. Um, great movie. Uh, funny to think that it's only rated PG. Uh, oh, <laughs> wait is it seriously
2: yeah yeah i was read pg in that weird window but of time where they rated like insane movies
0: pg you can't call PG-13. it pg now though i mean it hasn't been recertified by the mpaa right it, it's a wow. good reminder that that uh ratings are arbitrary right that well the exorcist, and also, or, like, sorry, oh did i say the sure. exorcist you said the exorcist i meant poltergeist Okay. All We were talking about going to see The Exorcist. I thought so too. This is. That's
1: slightly disappointing for me. I
0: know. Uh, Me too. The Exorcist is our. It's a great movie, but uh, very different. Wow, I feel like I've really oh, yeah. let down this whole podcast.
2: No. Hold on. Are we going to go see The Exorcist in theater that is rated R, or are we going to go see Poltergeist that is rated PG? We're seeing.
0: I, I don't think The Exorcist is in theaters anytime
2: soon. I so thought you let's go see or your dad or somebody was talking about going to go see Exorcist in theaters soon. You, uh, that was Matt mere minutes ago. No, 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 no. This is like at the game, I feel like. At the game or the game before where I sat next to your dad.
0: Oh, I mean, I mean, it's possible, I guess. But uh, maybe I don't, know. I don't so, know
2: you said. Let's go see the exorcist. And I was like, I remember hearing about this. This was oh, a conversation yeah. that we yeah, had. That
0: was me misremembering. It turns out they've merged in my brain. They're now the same. <laughs> really. Oh,
2: OK. So we did talk about it. You said the exorcist <laughs> before. But the uh, whole time wow. you've met the poultry. I Act. actually yeah. almost asked. Wow. Because what a scary twist for that story. You said yeah.
1: uh, the 40th anniversary, which I think would make it next year.
0: Oh, OK. Well, then there's a chance we could wait, see it next
1: year. Wait. No, it's got to be like the 50th, 50th anniversary. Wait, 50th. That's the 50th anniversary. Ugh. Whoa. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um And then we could later in the month, I'm getting this one right. We could go see <coughs> Dio, Dreamers Never Die, which is the documentary about <laughs> Ronnie James Dio.
2: That sounds good. <laughs> Ronnie James Dio?
0: I can't believe I
1: almost... Thought that we were going to be seeing the X's in the this month. Oh wow! So a, now you know how mad, I'm gonna, how excited I will be when we actually do. So yeah. thank you for reminding we me could that this rent a
0: out a theater and we bring actually a little, could
1: maybe we like just like handheld
0: that. projector and just put it on the screen. Oh man! Or we could reenact it. <laughs> Which I'll get some soup, <laughs> It'll be perfect. That's- <laughs>
1: when you said I was like, "What's the-? there's no way that one was rated PG because there's a certain." Yeah sequence that happens at the end yeah. where i was like
0: now it is still like interesting that uh poltergeist is pg that is actually pretty yeah. wild but less well, poltergeist came out in the 80s right
2: yeah i had to yeah yeah the Dude, 80s oh, were like man. a really weird time for wow movie ratings
0: there's a yeah, bunch I mean, of movies until that, were Gremlins that had like really ruined it for everybody else great movie yeah movie. Rated stuff in them. i'm trying anyway. to think if there's anything else uh to note uh i did go have some some ice cream at normal they do have the Dole Whip. It is vegan. Uh, oh, the- actually, the Creek, I did have
1: so. I did have some Dole Whip on Friday uh, post post sushi. I oh, some, okay. good. I, it paired really. I had a I went to Menchie's and I had a com. It was like a blueberry pomegranate lemonade sorbet mixed with a Dole Whip, and it was really good. That sounds <laughs> F- great. R- followed my uh, my three sushi rolls really well, so yeah you and know.
0: then uh, other than that I did um, I watched some soccer on Saturday and was not pleased about it so I yield yeah. my time to Trevor well the heads of the tails and heads
1: oh <laughs> wait have you have either of you guys watched the Manti Teo documentary I did watch that no. over the weekend
0: Okay, did not. also no
1: it's pretty good uh, it's pretty pretty wild uh, but good I'm surprised Trevor I'm surprised you haven't that seems like something you'd be into
0: I
2: mean it's kind of up my alley but <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure that I will watch it, but it's not the problem. I think is every time I've turned on Netflix for the past week, I've been watching I Am a Killer, and so I like mm. go to that, and then I see the Matt DiTeo thing, and I'm like, oh, I should, I should watch oh, that.
1: Someone at my work recommended that show. You've been watching Matt, Ohio's uh, for lovers oh, or whatever.
0: Yep, not oh. <laughs> in Ohio, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the the Death in Ohio it. is for lovers. <laughs> it's uh Yeah, it's not not not. Great. But uh it
2: could be a time. Cool. Yeah. I have too many co-workers that are like way into anime for them to like recommend anything that is even kind of up my alley. Mm. I guess I, there's uh, a new Dragon Ball Z movie that just came out, and that's what they're all talking about. Huh. I don't know or care. It's a pretty high grossing
1: Dragon Ball movie, but I, I will say everyone everyone at my work, there are people that like really good stuff and the people that I haven't I don't think I've found anyone else at my work that likes horror movies like mm-hmm. I do Um, yeah which is kind of you know I'm working on it I'll see if there's one other person but that's 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 kind of my jam so mm-hmm. I don't know anyway all right sorry I interrupted Trevor what was your weekend <laughs> which I know was similar to Matt's
2: uh, it was similar to Matt's in that I also went to the storytelling festival I don't think I went to nearly as much of it as Matt did. Did you enjoy oh, yeah. it? Yeah, it was great. Um, Wait, where do they hold it? At the, at Thanksgiving point, there's okay. several different places, all, but mostly the Ashton gardens. People Ooh, know that nice. big giant garden with a bunch of other little gardens inside of it. Um, so yeah, it's a really picturesque, nice place. You're sitting out on the grass and it's just people go up and they tell stories and some of the stories are like funny. And some of the stories are like, Thought provoking or like have obvious morals stuff like that you know, but these are just guys that are like professional like this is what they do is they just tell stories and folk sure. tales and, and stuff like that. Um, really really good. There during was, the light of day or was it at night? Uh, mostly during the day. I went mostly at night just because the f- it's like a Thursday Friday Saturday thing. Um, wow. so Thursday is the first like date that they do anything, and it's mostly just like night um and it's just basically like an introduction to like every storyteller so they just get up and tell like a quick sure. 10 15 minute story whatever quick 10 and i think there's like eight or 10 of them somewhere in that range um so thursday night that's all that was went to that with matt um and Ginny, and all them and had a great time and then all day friday they had stuff that i didn't go to because work um but then i went and grabbed charlie charlie came with me f- friday night they did their scary story telling. Ooh. Did Charlie like that? Yeah. Loved it. It nice. was great. Good. That rules. Um, Charlie loved it. I loved it too, to be clear. It was, it was
0: incredible. Yeah. Um, what was your, uh, what did you think of that last story? So, so the, set the scene a little bit. So the last story was basically a retelling of a great Ray Bradbury story. Yeah. Uh, so Max Trevor.
2: Most <laughs> of the storytellers, like they get up and they're just like telling stories and like, they're clearly them telling a story about something that's happened, you know, like your friend would tell you a story. And then this last one to let you know who the lady is. She's has like several degrees, like a master's degree in like theater. And okay. so she's clearly like a theater person and she gets up. Um, and she's in full like period dress. She's telling a, a story from, I don't remember what, it's, what it was. It was a Ray Bradbury story.
0: Um, and what was it was called will uh, know what it's called. I'll look it up real quick. Uh, is it the lonely one I think it's, so that sounds familiar yeah, Ooh. and it's uh from originally in uh dandelion wine
2: yeah, so anyway, she gets up and the story takes place in
0: like the I feel like it was like the late 1800s something like that uh I think later than that there are telephones
2: oh yeah, that's true okay anyway it takes place hundred years ago roughly. And so this lady gets up and she's in full like dress. She's got the hat and the whole dress and everything. And like, she's dressed like she's from a hundred years ago. She's got the accent and everything. And she's playing a character in this story. And she's talking to you as if she's the character talking to the audience and kind of telling the story and what's going on um, like through the character's eyes. But it's a lot more as if she's giving dialogue to friends and people that are around her. Um, anyway, she tells the story and the story is basically, um, in the town that they're in, there's, a um, like a serial killer type guy that's attacking and like killing women. Um, and she, her character's like not scared of this at all until she has to walk home, um, at night after like a party or something. Ooh. And so she's building the story up and talking about how it's a very easy walk to her house from her friend's house. She's just got to go here, there and whatever. And she can do it in the dark. Um, she knows it very well. And she's telling the story of how she's going back to her house. And she feels like this presence behind her. And she looks and there's nothing. And she moves on. And then she has to cross this bridge. And she feels like there's somebody on the bridge. And she has to get past him. But it turns out there's nobody there. Anyway, it's just really... I'm not going to spoil the ending for you. But it's this really gripping story being told as if she's the character going through these events and it, it it was incredible. She did a really, really good job. Um so the scary story stuff was really good, That's really well awesome. done. Um
1: and that one was at night, right? You said yeah,
2: it, it was it was at night. It started at I think like seven thirty or eight, something like that. Something like that. Um so In we did that for night, night.
1: it was a hot weekend if you ask me.
2: No, it was chilly. It was, it was so chilly, chilly day
1: chilling oh it was so great. Hey, what like, night was
2: this? This Friday was Saturday night, night. Friday night.
1: When, what oh no, it did get cool by then, huh? It was like 65 degrees when we were there. And I forgot. I was thinking the, it was still hot at the end of last week, but it definitely wasn't.
2: The like um I was gonna say the menu, not the menu, the program <laughs> was like bring blankets and chairs and like bring jackets. And I was like, We're not gonna need jackets. It's it's been hot all week. And then I got there and I was like, oh, I probably should have brought a jacket. But I'm not yeah. going to complain about it because I cannot possibly complain about it being 65 degrees right now <laughs> after this last week that we just had. So anyway, it was chilly. It was really nice. It, it felt like really spooky. It felt like Halloween-y. It was very spooky, and they told a lot of really good stories. Um, then Saturday morning, Charlie had to get her get their hair cut, um, so we missed a lot of the morning stuff. Um, they had like a, one of the guys that was basically just like an MC for a lot of the programs. Uh, did like an improv kind of workshop kind of thing, which Charlie was really into. So we went and watched that. Um, And that was really good. He kind of gave a couple tips on like how to improv and like they played a couple improv games with volunteers. yeah, Stuff like that. It was really cool. Um, And then later on that night, there was a, a magic show, which I was naively thinking would be really cool (laughs) it turns out like it was but it was like definitely geared towards like children not adults at all you were expecting chris angel you're expecting mind freak (laughs) i was expecting slightly higher production than like his one running joke throughout the whole thing was a giant whoopee cushion that he was trying to get volunteers to sit on (laughs) (laughs) which like don't get me wrong is hilarious and i loved it but uh, for sure Towards kids. That's it was so great. funny. Anytime he would bring a volunteer up, whether they were a kid or adult or whatever, they'd come up and he'd be like, Oh, you had such a long walk up to this stage. Why don't you take a seat on wow. this chair right behind? And the whoopee cushion is like comically huge. It's like this, the guy, went, of toilet uh, seat. this guy went from mind freak to mind fart
1: real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, Dude. man.
2: That's too bad. So, but that's uh, really like funny, was, though. It was a good magic <laughs> show, but it was like kids and it's all the magic tricks you've seen sure. before. Like you did the handkerchief and, the, you know, make a prediction about something. And you your know. mind wasn't blown is what you're saying. No, not at all. It was fun. Um, but we went to that. And then then I went to the RSL game. Charlie ended up going back with Meemaw to uh, what they did Saturday night, which I guess was the comedy bit. The oh, it laughs of the night. I didn't Charlie see any of it. made it out
0: to laugh in night?
2: Yeah. I'm oh, really great. sad that I didn't get Glad. to see it. Um, if you think about
1: it, we did see a form of comedy on Saturday night. see our own form of comedy.
0: Oh.
2: Not through the, the art of storytelling, though. No. That's Well, a that's story, some stories were told, I'd say. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's, that's what we did see, um, but... on the weekend. But the other big story um, for me is we got a dishwasher. Oh,
1: I think I, think I mentioned that we haven't yeah,
2: had yeah, a dishwasher oh. for a while. We nice. have a dishwasher, and it works, and it's new and they generally work when you get them we have clean dishes in our house now and we're all very excited about that can i bring That's my dishes over to wash great absolutely yeah bring so all it, the dishes
0: we're in a i mean we're in a house from you know turn of the century and not the most recent century and uh no dishwasher <laughs> worst thing about this house
2: bring your dishes over i'm happy right. to wash dishes now that i have going to work in dishwasher perfect Uh, The one thing that we don't have yet, though, is uh, AC. The AC guys came and looked at it and we're like, ugh, okay, this is going to be a mess. We'll be back tomorrow. And then they came back the next day and we're like, ugh, we're not going to get it done today. So we're not even going to start. So they didn't even start on it. Um, They're supposed to come back later this week to do AC, which, you know, just in time. Um, Perfect Perfect time of the year to get AC installed. Love to see it. But not complaining because we're getting ac in the house oh yeah baby so everything's hunky-dory perfect timing yeah that's it that's really the updates uh from here love I, it I, I turn my time back over to
0: you kyle probably is it you are you next <laughs> i don't know. it shouldn't be me yeah we start uh, what's with next on the dock news and rumors Oot, woot, woot, woot. all right the first is that we got a new name for the stadium should we talk about the discourse right race? now yeah. I, don't know. I think I think it's actually important to talk about and <clears throat> I wrote it in the doc actually, why it matters,
1: okay, so to recap, the club teased a gigantic massive <laughs> mind breaking mind freaking <laughs> club announcement that was uh about the future of the sport in Utah. You know what it turned out to be. The commissioner was coming into town. there was a big press. RSVP thing where they were doing a big, you know, a big showing of what the announcement was. It was being attended by local business and civic tributaries, which is a fun word. Um, Dan, what a, oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're talking about they the
1: sacrifice for a sacrifice. The owner of multiple Chick-fil-A <laughs> as a tributary. Just kidding. Becky Pickle, I can only assume, is still doing well. She owns multiple Chick-fil-As, I think. Uh <clears throat> so <laughs> they had announcement. The problem is, is that Matt was messing around on their website like a couple days before. On RioTintoStadium dot so yeah, yeah which, so
0: they put a Cummings. Oh, I guess we should talk about this. They put yeah. a coming student page up. Cool, like I, I'm not opposed to that. Um,
1: with a countdown timer, with a countdown to, timer. Uh, the the
0: yeah. problem is the metadata, which is all publicly available. Like when you post it, put you know, when you put it in Twitter, you see the metadata. Yeah. Like, the the meta title. Well, and, what Matt's uh, saying
2: is he hacked a website. I did not found hack the website. <laughs>
0: Those there was deep no inside. secret info that's if you've seen a, a mr really robot
1: with thing. remy malik this will sound very familiar
0: yeah so so uh do you remember the scene where mr robot hit command U and to, to use source <laughs> i do yeah yeah so was that it I actually had to get trevor over to help um and if you know the scene in bones where they're you know you've they've got two people like stopping a hacker on the same keyboard that was us but on the offensive. <laughs> anyway so it's in the metadata uh which uh i
1: don't within the metadata it said america first field and we're like okay if anyone
0: is looking for uh like a consultant please just just let me know i would love to help make sure this doesn't happen again to
2: to big dummies like me metadata is what exactly
0: uh, it's basically I understand, like, that's like
2: a technical term for something. And I know a few sources, but I don't know yeah, what metadata actually
0: means. So it can, it can mean a number of things. It's, it's obviously like data about a page from the Greek of meta, right? Uh, which sure. is about, or actually <laughs> after. It it after, which is like when people talk about metaphysics as being like a the the concept of physics, it's actually just because that was the book that came after physics, which is very funny to me. Uh but that's a little philosophy joke for you. <laughs> um anyway. <Doesn't, laughs> that's not related really. Uh which is uh perfect for this podcast. Um, yeah, this so, metadata is
2: just like easily deciphered information. It's yeah,
0: deciphered would be the wrong page. word. It's it's easily readable information. Okay. Uh, it's there for like web browsers to see. I that's think it's easy to engines. think of in terms of like if you take a
1: photo. Like all the information that's stored about that photo is considered metadata. Yeah, exactly.
0: So like the, location, like the location, the raw text of the page. Like it's yeah. easy to see. Google sees it. Like it's there for like Google and Facebook and Twitter to consume so that you get, you know, something that looks up to date. Uh, anyway, that said America First Field in it uh, and not <laughs> Rio Tinto Stadium. And just, I mean, it, Somehow, it brought it
2: out early. That got onto Twitter.
0: Yeah and the whole thing was kind of spoiled which is fine it wasn't a big announcement in the first place like it's so a, then, good,
2: I, I, a yeah. good
0: amount of money um but i have been asked specifically to talk about two things tonight and this is one of them The club what, didn't... what's the other one about chris angel mind freak <laughs>
2: no <laughs> but one of them is that like It's our fault, not us specifically, but like the media and fan base's fault for making this into a bigger deal than it is. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying (laughs) all the club put out was a press alert, which went to press that used the words major club announcement because what they ended up announcing was a 15 year, $100 million sponsorship deal, which is major for the club and the future of the club. And then everybody else took it and ran, and was like, "Oh, the commissioner's coming! It's a major thing. We're gonna, we're gonna announce. We're building a new stadium downtown, and it's gonna be called uh, Vivint Arena Part Two, or whatever." Okay,
1: there were some pretty <laughs> dumb
2: theories about this. I will say that, but that wasn't my fault. <laughs> no, I'm like you said. I'm just, I was just asked to point out that all the club did was put out a press alert to press that said major club announcement because it's a major club announcement. I mean,
0: that's it. You, it didn't have to be secret. Like we they didn't have to announce the name of the new sponsor, but you could say to unveil like the the new name of the stadium after reaching an agreement with a new sponsor. Right? Yeah. Like you don't have to obfuscate it so much. I'm sure
2: there are several different ways that it could have been done. I like my so way. I'm just back. saying that the, the hype So I okay, it was not the it club. Said, said, the club for it,
1: major up, real real major real salt lake announcement event. Or uh, announcement Saturday, 5 p.m. RSL ownership executives, MLS commissioner Don Garber, special guests to announce major development for future of Utah-based club. Yeah. Uh, like like true. Yeah, it is true. But you could, uh, like, pretty clear to see why people ran with this. I, I
2: yeah. get it. I was and just my guess was. The hype was done not by the club, but by the fan base. That's
0: mm-hmm. it. I mean. So I'm just pointing that out. i I don't think that's entirely accurate but i don't think that's That's accurate either
1: i will also say that uh some of the people doing some of that hype are people who uh have very close ties with the organization so you mean that might play golf with the organization something like that yeah so it's like i mean if it's media's like come on like then say it's not a bit i don't know i'm with matt like you could give more information than to be like Hey man, the commissioner is coming into town. Like I, we, we, we guessed that obviously the stadium name would be part of this. Like, I yeah. think the extent of what I guessed was like added real, like real estate development around the stadium and stadium expansion was, I think the the extent of what I thought this was going to be. Uh, but yeah. So, I mean, sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, as stadium rights deal, uh, stadium naming rights is important is it a major deal regarding the future of the club? I don't I think I don't that's know. a stretch. I, it, it's a good I deal. It uh, but it's like it was expected that a new deal would be signed with somebody, some point, right? Yeah. Sure, and but that, that doesn't make any you know, less not, major.
1: I mean, I, I had no. friends from other media markets be like, since when like is, so like ask me what they thought I was, what it was going to be. And I said at least a stadium name deal. And they said, since when does Garber travel for those?
0: Yeah, that's like that's. Thing
1: like having Garber come out for that and saying like the commissioner is going to be here makes it feel like a bigger deal than it would like otherwise would have been.
2: Sure. Uh, I, I agree, but I'm that, just, I'm just harping on I the fact I was doing it. the classic. I'm not, I did. I agree. Not saying, with you, I'm just saying but I'm going <laughs> no, no, to disagree. I'm agreeing that. with everything you're saying. All I'm saying is that the club signed one of the biggest stadium naming deals. Yeah. It's like the history. second biggest, I think. Yeah. So, if Garber is going to go to any stadium stadium naming deal, it's going to be one of the one of the biggest of all time. I think the
1: timing might have something to do with that too. Like, you, I kind of wonder if, like, you know, teams with similar deals expiring with naming with like how long is Rio Tinto? It's been thirteen years.
0: Yeah, it's time so, for so it's like. 13 and a half it's uh initiated in 2008 i think it makes sense that like
1: a a deal signed right now would be like this big like i would expect the next team that has a deal that's expiring with another sponsor that next sponsor is going to be just as big of a deal if not bigger so Mm -hmm. but yeah i agree um anyway and other teams that newer teams that don't even have a soccer specific stadium it's kind of confusing so
2: yeah to be clear i thought it was silly that garber was there too i don't I'm yeah. sure there were reasons for that, but
0: I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, when I, it comes down to it, for me, like, just don't give give realistic expectations. Like, not everything has to be a great big surprise. Uh, the, okay. the name was enough of a surprise. The the amount was a great surprise. The problem is the amount's not been announced publicly. Yeah, like, that's, the, that's the other thing that I'm...
2: Like in talking to people from the club, like nobody's denied it. Nobody's confirmed it. So what's the deal? Why won't they say how much it's worth? Then? I have, I'm sure it's because somebody, well, obviously somebody doesn't want to public. I think it's just that like the sponsor has reasons for keeping it secret. There's been several other deals that were not announced financially. I went, once we kind of knew that it was a stadium, I did some research into other stadium deals and which ones were like announced by the team and which ones weren't. And there's a lot where the deal just hasn't been announced. There's been a sure. lot of like sports business reporters, uh like at Sportico and stuff like that that have reported amounts. And that's where our numbers for this one came from was from Sportico. Um mm-hmm. but there was a bunch where the team just didn't announce it. Like FC Dallas is the first one that comes to mind. Their Toyota Stadium deal they never announced any numbers. So we don't actually know. How homework, no, I wonder but, how those came out then. Um, okay, so I'm I've got sure to, sports uh, business people have contacts at a bunch of different places, and somebody talked before but, we
1: briefly talk about the discourse about the stadium name. Can I ask you guys a question about credit unions?
0: Uh, sure, sure. I'll let me pull up the uh, I, Wikipedia page.
2: I need okay. to preface this by saying that I've never. Done any financial work with the credit union? Sure. So I'm obviously
0: the best person to be asking about this. Did you know that uh, they're a type of financial institution similar to a commercial bank?
1: Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I think that's basically my understanding. Okay. So here's a here's a, here's a few things I'm I'm curious about. How, uh, you know, this uh, credit union just made like a hundred million dollar or yeah, hundred million dollar deal. Anyway, a few questions. And this isn't, of course, uh, America First Credit Unions website. I'm actually reading from uh, Mountain America Credit Unions website where they have a section dedicated to uh, called the credit union difference. Okay. Okay. (laughs) At first glance, there may not seem to be much difference between credit unions and banks. They both offer similar products and services. However, there are some critical factors that set the two apart. Credit unions are member-owned, not-for-profit financial ins- uh, cooperatives dedicated to improving members' lives. In fact, they are the only dem- democratically controlled financial institutions in the United States. You and other members elect a volunteer board of directors to oversee the credit union. The president CEO reports to this board, bank directors, however, are paid and are legally bound to make decisions that benefit stockholders. Banks make money for stockholders, not for customers. Um, which is kind of interesting. None uh, of that
2: sounds like it's different from a bank. Credit unions Perfect are owned
1: practice. by members. There's a little, uh, in case that was too confusing, there's a little uh, matrix they've created. Credit unions, banks. Credit unions are owned by members, not for
2: profit. Banks owned by
1: stockholders for profit.
2: But just, just kind of- clearly uh, delineate that like the purpose of credit unions members are to nominate leaders who generate profit for stockholders. Well, this- uh,
1: the banks, banks, are for, <laughs> banks are for stockholders. Credit unions are for members. So I'm
2: wondering... Members who nominate people to make money for stockholders.
1: I'm I'm wondering how the profit sharing is going to go for uh, all members of American First Credit Union regarding a stadium deal. I'm just wondering, do not- they all get a, their own little seat in
2: the stadium, maybe? No, because they nominated somebody to make that decision for them. And that person who mm-hmm. made the decision okay. is duty bound to only make money for stockholders. So... No, no, that's credit.
1: That's banks. Okay. This is credit union.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna read that thing you just read because I'm pretty sure you said that that's exactly what they do. Sorry, that's backwards. Uh, credit unions are
1: for members because they're technically owned by members and they're, they're technically not, non-profit. They're not. I'm, I'm becoming increasingly skeptical. Yeah. Hey, call me crazy. I'm coming. I'm. Be, I'm getting a little skeptical of the whole non-profit thing. Yeah, that, I think
0: but, that's fair.
1: It's just kind of like we just uh, we we just avoiding taxes, or what are we doing out here, guys? but I don't mm-hmm. know. I just don't know like is are not our nonprofits is non profit and not for profit the same thing? I actually don't know.
2: I think it's a tax des- designation
1: um, it's think- just interesting to see a not for profit make that big of a deal, which is yeah. impressive, I guess because oh, so, still- so
0: a credit union is a a non profit like definitionally. Mm. Okay. And not a not-for-profit. Nice. Or whatever yeah, that's worth. I don't know. Anyway,
1: so that's just the one I didn't know. Are credit unions in the business of making big deals like this? I honestly have no idea.
2: I mean, they're in the business of sponsoring things. Like, not okay. America Sponsor stuff. America yeah. First has been a sponsor of sports in Utah. I've just learned a lot about There's credit unions for in like, the last few days.
1: Ever? I'm just, uh, I'm just kind of... In, intrigued by the whole thing but
0: oh, no, they, i don't they, they are did, not for profit i was i was incorrect
1: i did see that tweet that was really funny that was about how uh credit unions are inherently left-wing because they are quote unions <laughs> <laughs> <You>
2: <laughs> see yeah, that? that
1: was funny yep that was pretty that was pretty good yeah hey, kyle I don't, I don't, that cracked uh, me up
2: yeah i owe you an apology <laughs> okay no it's fine i found the thing that you read and I'm i skipped clip the part where and they and were it. saying in contrast banks are for profit entities that's the whole part i missed uh, the in I contrast heard, run part. by paid board directors with all profits benefiting no worries hey, man. No, no apology needed it's all good
1: so okay. anyway we have new sponsors it's america first credit union the new name of the stadium is called okay there's actually some confusion because i saw some i heard people saying that they were saying the stadium's still called the riot but like the field, like it's the American First Field at the Riot. I don't know no. if that's real, but that's that
0: doesn't it. seem real. Nope. Uh, so nope. I, I think that's actually the position of the club. Um, <laughs> but I don't know what but it like, means. I think anything.
2: what they're talking about is like the, f- the confusion is that there are some. I think. Tell me if I'm wrong. There are some stadiums that have a name. The first one that comes to mind is where Seattle plays. It's is a it CenturyLink Field, or it used to be lumen lumen field um, but they have a separate sponsorship for like the, the Seattle itself. Sounders pitch when Seattle Sounders are playing and I think it used to be like the Xbox pitch or something stupid like that <laughs> so they have like a sponsorship for the field like the playing surface but the stadium itself is named something else yeah I yeah. think there are people confusing that and thinking that's what's happened here and that is not what's happened here yeah there's no the separate. entire stadium is American first field. America and colloquial whatever it is. Americans first field. <laughs> Americans for America first field. I'm still getting used to it. But colloquially, the stadium is called the Riot, or specifically the sporter section is called the Riot. Yep. By the club and by fans as like a colloquialism, not like as an official name. There's banners yeah. all over the place that say welcome to the riot. It's this might upset Kyle, but I'm going to say it. it's similar to like how you call like Liverpool Stadium Anfield, even though mm-hmm. it might be like something else entirely. Everybody knows it is Anfield. Is it actually like actually called Anfield Stadium? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe it's not like that at all. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the riot is just a nickname for the place and it's going to stay that way um, forever. It's, mm-hmm. it's a nickname. It's not like an official name. The team is going to refer it to that. To it as that but it's not america first field at the riot or the riot at america first field or anything like that like it's two separate names for the same thing i I'm love that it's reminder. just anfield to be
0: honest I'm, I'm gonna set a reminder for the uh 10 years from now to see what we're calling it
2: well and this is another conversation i had with josh yeah in the press box like i don't think i've called it the riot or rio tinto at all i usually just call it the stadium or i call it like rsl stadium yeah like the where rsl plays like that's usually what i refer I know. to i that. saw but a lot like, of
1: people being like oh they're gonna change the song now i was like no they no. don't no one's changing not change the song
2: there was never it wasn't it was never really like
1: based on rio tinto like that was it's kind of like a funny like coincidence and it like oh i like the name like the riot like that's cool uh it's kind of funny how like rio t like lines up with that but like
2: i i appreciate what you're trying to do kyle but I don't think that's. You terrible. don't think Brandon Steinacher, like, he,
1: you really think he was trying to include Rio Tinto he, in the song? He really
2: was going Rio T. Rio, r- Rio yeah, Tinto. I mean, Rio Tinto. were calling it Riot the at think, that point.
1: I mean, I, I guess. But exactly I, I know the, the club, when the club would refer to the stadium, they would say Riot with a capital T, but like, I don't know. In the song, I don't think it, the riot ever had a capital T because that was always the questioner about away game singing too. But
0: yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah. From but day I, one, I, they were like, oh, I think is this actually about.
2: Went through Brandon. I, and I'm not Brandon Steinecker, but I think it went through his brain as Rio T is riot. Wow, How great. Get- let's use the word riot in the song that I'm writing.
1: Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. I don't play. An instrument for a band right now so <laughs> right now
0: i, I, I mean i do wish like we had like a an <laughs> official name like the rsl stadium and then we had the sponsored name but
1: i agree Say i love, love that anfield is just called anfield yeah um i think that's cool or like,
2: um oh, that's dumb i'm such an idiot or like San Siro. yeah
1: there are whatever. some there are yeah, big ones in stadium and big big stadiums that do have
2: been like Giuseppe Meazza Stadium, and I think maybe I'm an idiot, but I feel like they got a sponsor for that even recently too. And that pissed a bunch of people off. Like, uh,
1: how, who who's I thinking of? Oh, like Signal Iduna is the that's I think that's um, that's Dortmund Stadium. It's called Signal Iduna Park. So, like, I don't know, but it is like it seems like a less common European thing where, <clears throat> um. Especially in Europe or in England, I mean, but
2: I don't know. Could be wrong. No, I'm getting confused. It's Giuseppe Miazza Stadium, and it's commonly called San Siro uh, or Stadio Giuseppe Miazza. I was thinking they're planning on or maybe building a new stadium, and that's probably going to have a sponsor's name on it. Ah, that's where but I'm getting confused.
1: Is, anyway, is Ajax's still. stadium like Cruyff? Do they play in Cruyff Arena or whatever?
0: Hmm. Oh, us why would I know that? I always forget that Ajax refers to something that's not soccer.
2: Uh Johann Cruyff Arena, but the last A in arena is also capitalized, so What's that about? You tell me. Uh Yeah, no, it is Ajax. Yeah. So just like I like that.
1: Color. Like I I like it's just like some I like it someone it being someone's name. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I cool.
2: mean but also they're not as like interested in capitalizing on sponsorship dollars as american sports are so Mm, interesting probably what has a lot to do with it i feel like naming sports stadiums after dollars or after companies is a uniquely american thing that probably is we gotta like till
0: you get to the emirates
2: stadium
1: yeah emirates uh, has one
0: yeah how long long has that been in the premier league Uh, since it was built
1: yeah, Emirates was... Oh, yeah, they,
0: they tore down uh, Highbury, wasn't it? Yeah, they converted them into apartments, which I think is super cool. I That's want to awesome. Okay, anyway, so
1: basically uh, this name was announced uh, and the f- name is just called America First Field. Uh, it should be noted, it's not like American First. America First Credit Union Field. And then a bunch of people who aren't like really familiar. I mean, okay, there are fans in Utah who know that it's a credit union who, st- who took issue with the name, and I understand that. The reason being is that... If you Google America first in quotes and you go to Google images, the first picture that shows up, it's a picture of the KKK holding a sign that says America first. Uh, it's not great. There's a pretty not great history with that phrase through the 20th century. And then most recently was used by Donald Trump's campaign, Super PAC, etc. Uh, for his presidential campaign. Um, so all of that said... Uh, There was obviously some pushback on this name and a lot of people from out of state who don't know, aren't familiar with America First Credit Union because it's mainly a Utah thing. I think they have some branches in certain surrounding states. A Mountain West. Yeah. we're like Utah, a team in Utah just named their stadium America First Field. Like, yeah, man, (laughs) people don't. There's no name. There's nothing in there that says credit union. So why would people? So. Uh, yeah, there's kind of, um, a little bit of blowback as it were about the name, which is to be expected. And from what it sounds like they did expect, uh, so yeah. Yeah. And then people were pointing this out to the club and then they started going on a blocking rampage, mm-hmm. uh, blocking anyone who posted pictures or it seemed like a lot of people who were just pointing out, uh, certain similarities, um, among different groups in the 20th century anti-semitic groups etc uh and um a lot of people got blocked which i pretty could probably say they that will probably be re-evaluated or will be reevaluated. evaluated real am i allowed this
2: anyway no that's, you're, you're absolutely right so okay, some did, people will be getting unblocked <laughs> yeah we talked to we i talked to the club about it um i'm sure other people have but in my conversations with People at the club, basically, without getting into the nitty gritty details, they have rules in place for who and when and why they block people. Um, And a lot of the rules make a lot of sense. Um, If you're just being harassing or if you're just like using slurs and stuff like you're going to get blocked. Um, In this case, the rule that came up was um, posting pictures of like hate groups um, like the KKK and like tagging the Rail Salt Lake account led to an instant block and that wasn't the only thing there was a lot of people that got blocked for a lot less than that but because of the announcement of the name of the field they kind of knew that there was going to be a lot of pushback so there was kind of a refresher on the rules and there was people watching it basically just to monitor who was tweeting at them and to like eliminate any problems or or problematic tweets or whatever they didn't want people searching real salt lake to get tweets that were pulling up pictures of the kkk which makes (laughs) sense and the only way that the club can prevent that from happening is to block the people name their state oh sorry yeah (laughs) no i there's also that so that's that's what i was frustrated by
1: was the conflation of yeah uh, people posting these things pointing out a similarity to people actually uh, holding certain views, which uh so that's hence the need for a reevaluation of the blocks, which yeah, I would and is they, I've been assured that be they're going
2: week. back through everybody that they blocked because they keep a list of it on the account. um and they're gonna reevaluate a lot of the people that they blocked and like see because they understand that like there's people who are tweeting pictures of the kKK not to be like, You guys are Nazi sympathizers. Although I was told like there were people that did tweet that specific kind of stuff, which is silly, and those people are probably going to still be blocked. Um, But people who are just saying this is a stupid name and here's why, because of these associations, are likely to be unblocked. So if you were one of those people, like relax just a little bit. You'll you'll probably get unblocked by the team. They were just being a little bit overcautious in. Of cautious might not be zealous. they were being and like the enforcement yeah. of the rules there will probably i mean there's there a were- lot of black and white and they realize that there are gray areas and they're gonna be a lot looser on the gray areas but that day it was not i don't think it was handled very well but like i don't i don't know that there was a better way to handle it except was something that they weren't going to do which
0: was just let people tweet all that stuff at them all day so I mean it's it's only worsened over the next over, like over today. I would and maybe but the I they mean st- no, I, I guarantee it. Like I'm looking through the list yeah. and I watched social media yesterday and it's it's only getting worse and it'll cool down at a certain point. But yeah. But it's a real doesn't concern here, right?
1: Ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I I I think it's I don't know, considering like the situation we just got out of with the last owner. And I, again, I understand that people like I not objectively, I think Andy Larson put it, put it pretty well on Twitter. I actually just want to read what he said, because I liked what he said. He said
2: he put it extremely well and summed it up pretty well. I liked, um, uh,
1: he's probably, okay. He said thoughts on America first field, nearly 1 million, a hundred million dollars or 15 years is a gobsmacking amount of sponsorship money for an MLS club. RSL's player salaries this year were about $10.5 million at start of season anyway, so deal with AFCU could legitimately pay a majority of RSL's salary budget. Then he said, AFCU is a drastically better and more ethical company than Rio Tinto. Go read that Wikipedia page. It's a trip, which is true. I think this is very true. Uh, but it is unfortunate that, quote, America First has been used by the KKK and anti-Semitic groups, and I do wonder what the AFC's, AFCU's leadership thinks about that. And he posted snippet from like the Wikipedia about that phrase where it talks about how KKK used it. There was uh, an immigration act in the twenties that was basically just trying to exclude immigrants based on specific ethnicities and national origin. Uh, and that was um, uh, heralded by the KKK. And then later in the thirties and forties, it was like a anti-Jew thing um, dealing like with people like uh, Elizabeth Dilling and Charles Lindbergh famously. So um, anyway, I like (laughs) there are like, again, people associate have positive feelings toward the credit union. I'm sure it's like a fine company or institution as good as a credit union can be a better company objectively than Rio Tinto. That name is just like kind of tone deaf in the way it's been used. Um, So I like, again, they were expecting some blowback. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The the weird thing for me, like, there's this reaction from a certain subset of people on twitter to go after any criticism of the name by saying well it's a credit union or what i see more often is, well it's a bank which they probably did not read the wikipedia page for credit union
1: but yeah interesting Uh,
0: but you know this is a, a company that's established in utah oregon idaho arizona and new mexico and not beyond that and so the expectation that like everybody will know it's a credit union, like, is inherently flawed because they're n- explicitly not doing business in a huge swath of the country. I mean, you know, how many teams are in that area. It's, I mean, MLS teams, it's two, and it's not like they're operating in P- in Portland. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, So once Idaho gets a team, that'll be up to three. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so,
1: no, that's that's exactly it. So yeah. I don't,
2: yeah. My piece that I'll say is this basically, um, stadiums all across the country for every sport have sponsors and pretty much all of those sponsors put their name on the stadium and they pay a lot of money to do so. And some of those names on stadiums are ridiculous. They're really stupid. They make for stupid names. Um, you know, like FC Dallas used to be called pizza hut park. I always thought that was really (laughs) stupid. No, that's beautiful. Um, I oh, don't know the White Sox still play in guaranteed rate field, but like that was the name of a place. Uh, that was the name of their baseball stadium. Like there's all kinds of examples of really stupid stadium names and that. like getting hung up on the name of the stadium. I, I don't care about the name of the stadium. It's just whatever company wants to pay a bunch of money to slap their name on it. And hopefully it doesn't sound really stupid. And sometimes it sounds really stupid. And sometimes you get situations like this, where the name of the stadium is problematic, but at the end of the day, I think in a couple weeks, months, especially when the season is over and then starting next season, we might get a little bit of blowback at the beginning of next season, but in two years, I don't think anybody's going to care because it's just going to be another name of another stadium and it's stupid. And <laughs> I, I don't, I don't care about the name on the stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah. What I care about is how much money that company is paying to put their name on the stadium. And we got a premium rate. In a small market, like the only other team in the league that has this much money from a stadium name is the brand new stadium in LA, LAFC plays in. That's right. Bank of California paid pretty much the same amount, reportedly the same exact amount of money for the same amount of time to put their name on a much bigger, classier, fancier, newer stadium in a shinier market than Salt Lake did. So as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, home run on the number of dollars coming in
0: yeah
2: it's a long-term deal that's great if we're going from a few years ago struggling to get sponsors and the only teams that would sponsor the team were deloy hansen companies Why? Well, i, I compa- think there or may Deloitte have other
0: reasons for that besides struggling <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh in dealing <laughs> Yeah. That's
2: what I'm saying. Like years ago, a few years ago, we were str- We weren't getting outside companies to sponsor the team. Deloitte had to go buy companies <laughs> in order for us to have them be sponsors. And they awesome. were like, it might be so was like, so Deloitte was paying his left hand with his right hand and it was really stupid. And we didn't have,
0: that's his whole business strategy. Sure. And that's awful. It's what
2: it's it's awful, but it could that's, be
0: worse, I guess. We could be Atlas Disposal Stadium. <laughs>
2: yeah. Going from that'd be pretty good Deloitte Hansen owned sponsors, Deloitte Hansen owned team, to a regional superpower in the financial institution market, whatever, being on the name of the stadium. Huge upgrade from a few years ago. Um, we're getting four times to- three to four times as much money as we were getting from Rio Tinto for the stadium naming rights. Yeah. Cool, awesome. I'm on board. Yeah, the name I mean, is stupid.
0: Was 1.5 to 2 million over the course of those 10 years.
2: Course of those 10 years, in the last couple of years, it was less than that because they were extend whatever. Anyway, yeah, m- we're getting way more money um, from a local company. It's a better company than Rio Tinto. It's a stupid name on the stadium, and a lot of people <laughs> are going to be mad about it, and that's fine. I I completely understand and agree with people getting mad about it. I I just can't. Get myself to really get past the dollars and cents of it and on that point big
0: win huh huge win maybe Go we should, uh, Go ourselves. Be, maybe we should be members of this credit union and then we can petition to have them change their name i wonder Because that's the real question I have is why is the credit union still named that? (laughs) Why was it named that in the 1980s? Like, yeah, uh, they changed their name to that. But they changed their name to that. And then they
2: put an eagle as their logo, which is also, you know, a very, well, not even just an eagle. It's a very,
1: very fashy looking eagle. eagle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is a very interesting eagle choice based on all the eagle designs that exist out there. But, you know,
0: and optimistically, like, it's not intentional. But I think you have to be a little optimistic to see it that way. Yeah,
1: yeah and the I problem agree. is that the a lot of people from not Utah aren't going to be so optimistic. Well, yeah, but I mean,
0: soccer fans and, are notorious in in the U.S. At least are notoriously uh, not concerned with things like that, right? So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're politically a neutral. I think. Uh, yeah. Yes, a neutral. That's not a word. Politically neutral. Ap- you meant apolitical. I meant apolitical. Yes, and I yeah. combined some stuff. That's cool, man. Uh, hey, we we'll, got there. We'll be
0: the laughing stock again, but it, I guess I it's know. not like technically our. F- I mean, it is though. It yeah, is. Yeah, here's thing. We could have been AFCU Stadium, AFCU Field, American First Credit Union Arena.
1: AFCU uh, honestly makes that's a the bit one more I sense to me.
0: Don't have any problem with American First Credit. Like
2: why? As America First Credit Union, why don't you want the f- the entire name of your company?
0: And no one that's knows kinda, it's a credit union outside of exactly. like the mountain. Yeah, that's what if I'm you're confused putting about. your name
2: on a stadium, it's to get people like, looking at your company. Like, why are you only putting half of your company name? Do you really want
1: people to just Google America First and figure out and try <laughs> exactly. to associate that with your company? Is that something that we actually want? Really dumb. I... That is a pretty baffling decision. <laughs> it's just like, because just Googling America first doesn't exactly. Uh, I mean, I guess if you're looking at, let's see America first, I, I know the images are pretty. I,
2: I don't know, know if, want, if, if it's apologetic. because I'm in Utah, but they America got their, their SEO.
1: Used. Yeah. They yeah. got their SEO up, up there a bit, but like it was lined up. So that's first for me now. And it pulls up locations of it, but then like next it's like policy, uh sure. and then I see America First Party, which mm-hmm. this is a good website, actually. Nope, probably not. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Yeah, this is cool. Um anyway, it's something build the that wall people okay.
2: I think this is gonna be something that's familiar to a lot of people from Utah, um, in that we have to defend it. And explain it to outsiders, and be like, "No, guys, it's okay because, yeah. and like, that's how we are with a lot of things already." Yeah, and that's true. It, I feel like just add this to the list of stuff. Speaking of, that people this, are going to be like, "You weirdos! So what's going on over there?" And we have to be like, "No, no, no, no! no. This one, this is okay.
1: This is just credit." It's union. actually fine that BYU's kicker missed two go-ahead field goals. <laughs> it's just to make Jaron Hall look better. It's at
0: least it's not. I, no, I did watch mind. the uh, overtime periods of that game with Jenny's mom. and Oh, really? It was fun, fun watching with someone who, like, loves BYU.
1: Oh, yeah. I bet that was intense. Yeah, and she's Trevor very... Was just, Trevor just had shame after that game, but I thought it was pretty fun.
2: Why did I... What are you talking about? I didn't have I, shame. About I, the field rushing? Did. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. You're ashamed. I'm going to make fun of field rushing in the, in the regular season every day, unless it's, like, a rivalry game against a team... Like actual rivalry, because I heard some people calling the BYU Baylor thing a rivalry, and that's not a thing. That's not real. You can't call Baylor a rival. You it just now, joined the baby. conference. I, I you played you them can. like four times in the history of the, in the history of anything. I mean, they're, they're so close rivalries. to
0: each other if you sort them alphabetically. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Should we <laughs> move on? That?
2: Anyway, BYU beat Baylor, and several <laughs> other football teams lost this weekend. BYU's two and zero. Sucks the soccer teams, not two and zero.
0: Moving on. Wow. Speaking of teams that are not two and zero, should we talk DC United? Who <laughs> I think they have more than played. two wins on the season, actually. But,
1: but I have, have not had more. a chance to rewatch this game since uh, I, I've seen I've seen chunks of it because I, I was like on at ground level for this game, so I, I was taking a bunch of pictures and doing a bunch of other stuff. So um, I didn't see most of this game from like an optimal view but i did experience it from uh mainly the south end and but i've seen a bunch of the highlights from the broadcast uh
2: what what was the vibe in the south end
1: boy it was weird uh okay well (laughs) rsl started going uh from when the game started rsl was going north to south so oh wait sorry south to north right yeah cuz Ochoa yeah. was in the south end for the second half i was initially pretty confused at the response well not confused i i was i'm kind of bummed at the response to david ochoa i guess uh there were there were some boos there were quite a quite quite a lot of booze. the second half there was a lot of heckling taking place uh from the south end at david ochoa and again i i i think I would expect people to know better that uh, the most powerful thing you can do to David Ochoa is to ignore him, but that was probably never going to happen. I'm sure. <laughs> um,
0: we are so
1: bad at ignoring
0: things here. That is true. I bet like he, he, us on the podcast too. That mm-hmm. is
1: true. David Ochoa more than anyone I think is uh, that I've seen in a while. So hyped up by people being mad at him that like, I don't know, probably could have done us a little bit. I, I Maybe some favors to, to be a little little easier on him, I guess. But maybe not. Uh, yeah, the vibe was weird and then very frustrated for, like, the entire game uh, based on what I heard in the south end. It was mm. – uh, it didn't really ever feel like in my – okay, we'll get into the comments I made after about this – after this game. Oh, I, by so
0: I transcribed a bunch of them and I'll read them out. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll get to those Um
1: which I think I'll disagree with quite a bit. I, I didn't feel like there was ever strong momentum, um, on, on our side. I think we obviously had some chances here and there. Uh, none. I think we did our best to make the most out of, um,
0: I mean, the best was probably Pablo Ruiz from what? 40 yards out. Oh, oh, it wasn't two, that it far, was, right?
1: He, I mean, he had 30, he had the free kick from maybe like twenty five. Yeah, free kick was like 20, 25. and it hit the crossbar and sort of was also saved by David Cho. I think he actually did. He get credit for a save on that. I think yeah, I he, thought did. he saved
2: it into the poster crossbar.
0: Yeah, he it, did. So DC United put out uh, you know a, a fancy clip of it and like it's destined for the top corner and maybe oh, it hits was it going in?
1: Okay. And yeah.
0: bounces out or maybe it hits across like the underside and bounces in. Okay. I couldn't so like, tell. Like he gets a paw right in that corner.
1: Nice. Like, That's it was a really it was it was his best save on the night for sure. I'll uh, put the um, video in Slack. But yeah, the vibe, the vibe was weird. Um so we we came out again in the 442 of course. And um you know Basically, tried to play a similar game as to what we usually play. Let me check out this clip. Um, that's DC. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good save. That's that,
0: a, I mean, a great shot, but a, 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 even better save, right?
1: Yeah. That, that might have hit the post. Still. I can't tell. I, I mean, that is a great save. But anyway, um, you know, this was a weird one. where I didn't feel like we really established super strong footing in the game. I mean, early on we had some shaky moments where we played some really dangerous back passes to Zach McMath. One is severely under hit where Christian Benteke was sliding in really fast and uh, um, Zach McMath like kind of had to chip the ball over him to avoid uh, giving up a goal essentially. And Christian Benteke way bigger in person than I expected. I like, uh, was pretty close to him a few times. And I was like, wow, this, this is a, this is a big man. Um, so I don't know, like they didn't have too many like amazing chances. They did end the night on a higher XG than we did. Ola Kamara probably is responsible for at least a decent amount of that where he had a pretty, a shot from very close inside the box. That was uh very, um, easily saved by McMath who happened to like, move to the exact spot that Kamara ended up shooting the ball and he shot through traffic too. So it was very uh, fortunate and very, (laughs) I don't know how much Zach knew about it previously, but Kamara's shot was right to him, which was great, but probably a higher XG shot than your, than the average one we were taking on the night. But yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think about the first half um, from the, from the box? Because it was kind of hard to get a sense. It felt like we were just disjointed. I didn't feel they're just like,
2: wasn't any sense of any real progress i mean from like either team like neither team could really do anything dc is again the worst team in the league yeah so like you expect it from dc but like rsl didn't look better than dc there were like moments where they were creating chances or creating shots or like getting across in into a dangerous spot but like dc was also doing that and we were also like gifting them kind of opportunities. Like, yeah, it was very frustrating. There was a couple times where we just like either had like simple turnovers in the midfield, or a really weak back pass to McMath, like you mentioned the one. Um, there was like one, and then there was a hard, I,
1: I like, I feel like there was heavy like heavy pass back to him, like literally like one or two minutes later, it was ridiculous.
2: Yeah. I feel like there was like five or six back passes throughout the game to McMath that were like not ideal either way too hard or like way too soft like mcmath had an attacker on him like immediately like anyway we we did not look good dc did not look good i would describe the first half as
0: boring (laughs) yeah yeah i think that's as good as you can say i was
2: kind of i was tweeting updates throughout the game and i was struggling to come up with things to tweet about because there just wasn't very many exciting things that happened and there wasn't yeah there just wasn't anything to talk about with the game.
0: I mean, it yeah. looked like ourselves trying to force, especially in that first half, like force something through through uh like Miram or it was often Miram uh yeah, and just taking shots from unreasonable positions or like highly defended positions for no or, particular yeah. reason other than thinking like we've got a score on this guy. And and famously, like, uh, Justin Miriam and David Ochoa, like, had a blow-up, right? And that's public information now. So it was fun to watch that. That's not that fun. Yeah, (laughs) that was
2: kind of my takeaway from the game generally was, yeah, it seemed like there were several players that, like, really wanted to score on Ochoa. And I'm not really going to take away a whole lot of, like, locker room conflict stuff from that i think it's just players like scoring on players that they know
0: i'm gonna take away a lot of locker room conflict from just the justin mirror perspective though sure because it's way more fun to think about it that way and i'm not (laughs) gonna stop you at all they wanted to force it (laughs) and
2: failed. yeah that's what it felt like they got a lot the, the story of the game we'll talk more about the second half when we get there but the whole story of the game what for me was that we got 16 shots eight were on target which is Really good, yeah. But we ended sure. the game with 0. 0.5 XG, 0.5 something XG by the end. Oh, was it? I I what I, thought I, I saw it was rounded up to point six. Fat Mob has it as point five five. Uh, yeah, and DC's is point five nine
1: is what Fat Mob says. But uh, yeah,
0: FB Ref has it at point uh, eight. Actually, surprisingly. Either way, but they're all different models, so that's if interesting. you have
2: eight shots on target your XG should be better than one. Yeah. <laughs> that tells me that our shots were not great shots, not from good positions, not, you know, consistent goal scoring things. Like, we, A lot of the shots were from outside the box. Yeah. Or like headers. So like I, I, I there was,
1: a, there was a big moment in the first half where like I was reading the, the recap from this game from the club and they said like, there was a moment where Sergio Cordova had headed the ball and it appeared to have crossed the line. Sergio Cordova thought that it crossed the line, but I I watched the replay on the broadcast and every other angle I could see. And it wasn't close. Uh, the Sergio Cordova like raised his hand as if it went in and I was confused about what that was, that moment was cause then then I went back and watched and I was like, all right, that if that was our big moment, (laughs) like, I mean, there's another part of this where I, and I, I was like noticing this throughout the game where David Ochoa was feeding into the crowd, booing him when he was doing goal kicks, et cetera, and was really making meal of like his saves. And I think that there are times when he like, he like did that for RSL, I guess. But when he's like trying to be actively antagonistic against the crowd, he does a lot of things like We would have a shot that went to him or something like a soft shot or like a misplaced pass or whatever. He would control it with his chest instead of catching it. (laughs) He would do things like that, and he was just being like a little menace, which I appreciate. Yeah, (laughs) and I I liked when he was doing it for RSL. That's his style, man. Yeah, and then when there were certain saves that I thought he was making, that he kind of did like a oh, I'm kind of gonna go to this one late so I can make a dramatic looking dive for this one. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. predict you really didn't see that because I I there were a few where I was like, come on, man. Like and I watched this one again on the on the highlights and I was right behind it when it happened. But the Anderson Julio header in the second half was not like a like a super strong or dangerous header. And David Ochoa was like horizontally in the exact line of the ball. And he did the, like the backwards dive, punch the ball over the goal, where I was like, he could have just caught that. Like that was, yeah. So I felt like he was just kind of being like showing out a bit, just being like, I'm a flashy goalkeeper. I used to play with goalkeepers who did similar things. And I was like, you can probably just catch it more if you want. But the dives look yeah. cool. I mean, you can't, you don't get much time to show off because you're a goalkeeper. So I don't know, David, I think he has like a, He has, he's a bit of a showman, I think, which hey, again, I like, I think it's not news, right? Yeah. yeah. And I guess, and aside from like that, I I thought he, he had a very solid game. Like he made, he made saves Uh, the, the one on the free kick, I think being clearly like the most impressive. That was a very great save. Um, But yeah, I didn't think, you know, I saw people essentially saying like, Oh yeah, he was like standing on his head. I'm like, I don't think we made it particularly hard for him. Honestly, let's just with that XG like eight shots on goal and we couldn't get it above one XG was, is kind of just like,
0: well, and, right, and well. XG doesn't consider whether shots on target or off target. So really it's 16 shots with right. well, an XG that's, of less than one is, it's very correct. low. Yeah.
1: yeah, that that's, uh, yeah. So I don't know. The second half was, was, I mean, it just continued to be fr- like extremely frustrating. Honestly, um, we, Eventually subbed in. We made a triple substitution um in the I think it was 68th minute. We brought in Julio, Rubin, and Ojeda uh for Cordova, Miram, and uh Laughlsund. Nope. Cordova, no? Chang, and Lovelsund. Oh, Chang, that's right. So this was back to Rubio Rubin on the wing, Saverino and Cordova up top. Uh, and then oh sorry, at this point. It was Julio and. Julio and, and uh, Sabrino up top. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And then Miram ended up coming off at a certain point for Danny Musofsky, who I thought looked pretty sharp.
0: Didn't what do you guys I mean, think? Sharp. He,
2: he really only, he didn't, I don't want to say he didn't have an, an impact on the game, but he didn't really do a whole lot.
0: He had a good uh, moment.
2: He, he like, had, like, on that end line where he had two defenders on him, and he was
1: able to like turn both of them and cut inside, and he got yeah. he got bad him, which was which he. Was nice. He had a
2: couple moments where he turned a defender or beat a guy off the dribble, and then not much happened after that. And like, I don't want to fault him for that, but like, yeah, he did set up the Julio header though.
1: Like that that was a that was initially a cross to the back post where Musovski was, and he played he like kind of headed it back toward Julio, who got. A touch on it, obviously, but I mean, I, OK, so at, at the point in which Danny Musovski subs in, uh, we are now playing. We're still, I guess, playing a 4-4-2 ostensibly, where Rubio Rubin is on the right wing. We have Ojeda and Pablo Ruiz in the middle. Then we have Sovrino, who we've been playing as a striker on the left wing. And then we have Anderson Julio and Danny Musovski up front. So we're essentially playing with four different players who either are a striker or have been played as striker. Playing kind of like a front four with just a lot of hopeful crosses among this group over and over and over again. And I was yeah, very frustrated to see that be like what we were result. I mean, I'm not surprised because that's how we play very frequently, but.
2: That's kind of what's frustrating for me well not, that's not what how I should phrase that what's what this team does when they go into like cross only mode, which we did for probably it feels like the last 30 minutes of the game yeah um, like at least it, it there's not really any point in like breaking down who was playing where because ultimately it comes down to we got two or three guys that play wide just as like pass back and forth between yeah. each other. Until one of them gets open and puts it t- across into one of the four guys in the box. <laughs> yeah. So we're not really playing like a formation. We're just playing like three guys on one side of the field and four guys as strikers and then a couple guys as defenders. Like in that case, I'm sure Rubin was in the box a lot. I'm sure Julio was in the box a lot. Saverino was probably there as well. So like was Rubin playing on the wing because he wasn't putting a lot of crosses yeah.
0: in. Um, So I guess where he was touch map, he is definitely largely, I mean, it's it's kind of the right channel more than the right wing, but
2: yeah, but when I'm, when they're putting crosses and stuff in Rubin's not getting touches unless he's involved in the three people out on the wing, which maybe he was, I don't know. I didn't really pay that much attention to where Rubin was because I don't think it matters ultimately (laughs) because Rubin's i'd like defense. for it to matter <laughs> yeah. i agree i would like for it to matter too but he's just a warm body at this point like that's what he's being used as well and, and he's oh, not oh, being really played as a striker except for it was either the last game of the game before him and Saverino basically swapped spots so that he yeah. could play striker with cordova and that wasn't very effective it right. helped Saverino kind of become a little bit more involved but rubin didn't do anything like <sighs> Yeah, there's just so many things about like the tactical setup and the ideas and like what the team was trying to achieve in this game that w- was just stupid and pointless, yeah, and, and, like, and obviously sure not good ideas.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna talk about Luna in a bit, but like when we talk about the quotes after, yeah. But like, you know, there's a quote that Pablo says about controlling the ball. Like, you can't just have attackers in or whatever, like you I gotta control the ball in the middle. He mentioned it in reference to having three tens in the game. Entirely yeah. unclear to me who he's referring to as those three tens. Because yeah, so
0: here's the full quote. Okay. It, w- it was either going to be Danny Masovsky or or it was going to be Luna. Playing him as a pivot with Brian Ojeda. He says Brian but anyway, uh was going to be playing with three tens. You need structure. Attacking players aren't attacking if you don't have the ball. So the decision was to go to Masovsky, a second forward Put pressure on them.
1: That that quote completely contradicts itself. I feel like because he's ref- he's saying he put in Musovski in order to control the ball more.
0: Uh, so that we had two forwards and not what he saw as one. I think is the idea. So who are the? So when he's talking about three tens,
1: it's either Danny. Wait, my my opinion is that it should have either been Rubio, Rubin, or Luna. Like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, move into a four three three, and like Luna can play like a wider midfielder role because so, I feel like that would give us more control of the ball
2: in the middle of the field. But. So we, can we go over trust who's Rubin on the and, field. Yeah, so yeah. I've got the that time, up here. so we can determine who the number ten is. Yeah, so got you ready? Yeah, we'll let's skip, do it. We'll skip the last four back four. We'll just do the front six. You identify the three number tens out of Julio, Saverino, Justin Miram, Paulo Ruiz, Brian Ojeda, and Rubio Rubin. Is he referring to Miram and Saverino as tens? Okay, that's two. Who's the third ten?
0: Uh it, oh oh it, it, the third would be if he subbed in Luna.
2: Luna. Oh, yeah, so he would he would have made it three, not that they had three is already. He,
0: is he referring to Miram and Miram came off when uh yes came in i don't so one I interesting mean, thing here is that rubin actually had more touches uh, than any other player except for ojeda and herrera from the time he came on the field toward till the end of the game that, that, was this this uh, is Ruby Ruby rubin, rubin. Sure. and they're like they're not in the box they're on the right side and it i'm i'm gonna post this in slack and maybe his intention here was to play Rubin as a 10, like judging from the position of his touches. That's a very generous read. Which is yeah. exactly
2: where Rubin has
0: always played his whole career. So that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then I want you to look at Saverino's touch map. And again, this is the last 20 minutes. And I'll post these in uh on Twitter as well. So just look for my tweets. And there's Saverino's and this is in a game against oh boy. the worst team in the league. Yeah, that looks like a number 10s touch thing.
2: It doesn't, by the way, to be clear. <laughs> Let's describe what we're looking at. Um, the first bad. one, Rubio Rabin, he has a couple of touches in what I would describe as like a right back position where you would expect to see that.
0: Yeah, I mean, a f- or right wing defending, right? Yeah, a right
2: wing defense. Yeah. To- to- and then on the attacking side of it, he's got one touch on the right touch line, basically. One touch just outside the 18 on the very left wing. And then the rest of them are kind of, I want to say center right. That like, right yeah, channel.
1: It's like a yeah. right attacking mid position. Like a four, two, three, one, it's where your your uh, right
0: of the three would be. Yeah. If yeah. you're playing with wide fullbacks, at least that are getting forward. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then the Sovereign touch map to describe that there are two inside the center circle. And then the rest are just kind of randomly scattered around the field. <laughs> legitimate four in the attacking half and one, well, the, one of the, the six four in the attacking in the, half is off. from a
1: corner where he played like a one two with the corner kick taker I'm pretty sure so
0: yeah so, so like, from that time forward the 70th minute forward 68 I guess so right when these subs come in uh, we, we were level on shots with DC at three in the last 20 minutes of the game uh, we had slightly more passes and touches but Possession would be like 495 50 point five roughly in favor of RSL. Uh we had more clearances. They had more interceptions. We we put in seven fouls in the last it was twenty minutes. Like it was rough. Yeah.
2: Like all that to say basically what? Like what's the takeaway from that?
0: Yeah, it's that there it's not like RSL came away from that that last 20 minutes and could say we did everything we could, and DC was just better than us on the night. And that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in MLS, you will run up against teams that have a, a tremendous run of form, and that's clearly not DC. But you'll also run up against teams who are bad, but have a good night. And this wasn't that either. This was ourselves struggling to put together like a coherent attacking plan. And you can see it in, like, Arcel hasn't scored a goal at home. as So, Arcel's first goal in a match at home has come from before the 61st minute in every game we've scored in at home. If we haven't scored by the 61st minute, apparently we're just not going to score.
1: Yeah, we turn into this, which was... He, Pablo's turned to this a few times where we have four forward at attackers four two
0: four, four, right? It's a
1: four, two, four. And we completely lose possession of the ball in the middle of the field. And we end up just crossing from among these four players over and over again, hoping for something like an Anderson Julio header or like, which we've gotten before, but, uh, it's just over and over again. And like to not for it to be like, Oh, it's either, Musovsky or Diego Luna who we've seen is capable and I would say pro, uh, provides unique talent at possessing and advancing the ball in a lot of positions. I mean it's i it, the, the reality is that like for the style of play that we're going for in these situations it I guess doesn't make sense to sub in Diego Luna because he's not a threat on a cross. He's not a really a crosser of the ball. He plays in the middle of the field and it seems pretty definitive that we we're just sticking to this crossing plan. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and say that that plan sucks and it hasn't paid off for us this season. And so maybe that shouldn't be the plan. And well, and yeah, the
2: other side of the coin is if we were to bring on Diego Luna and try to play through the middle of the field, like I don't want to make it sound like I'm dogging on Diego Luna because he's a 19 year old kid and he's still like developing. He's not a finished product, but that also doesn't really work it might like consistently. not
1: consistently yeah i mean i <laughs> i don't think well, we've seen it enough to say it doesn't work consistently but like it sure. may not be more effective but like this hasn't been effective at all really and i like i just don't understand how this four two four was ever going going to work i, no, I it just doesn't make sense to me at all so and like it was so clear that we weren't going to like they were they were beating us on like all these duels really i know anderson huli got a header in but like did I didn't ever feel like we were close to scoring, especially in the second half. Like yeah. nothing ever felt close to like, oh, wow, we really like we're, 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 we're getting close to a goal like we're threatening. Like we weren't consistently threatening at all through this entire game. And the at the end didn't feel like we were any closer. Like when the game ended, I was like, oh, that's the game's over. Like that was fast because it felt like it was just more of the same for the entire second half. I was astonished how. Poor it was, honestly.
0: So I think a quote from uh, Randy might be illuminating here, as um, they and, tend and, to be. Yeah, and this is—I mean, it's is going to make us mad. Like
2: one of these quotes, you're going to read, and I'm going to get extremely furious. So just
0: if this is that one, prepare yourselves. So I'm not going to read the second half of this quote, and that's—we'll <laughs> okay, uh, get that's there. The we will get there. Uh, so the guys in the back defended two dynamic forwards extremely well. The guys in the midfield moved the ball and defended well in the midfield. The guys out wide found themselves in great positions on both sides of the ball. Here's the kicker. I thought we pressed better than we did in recent times. So if I were to, this is me breaking from the quote, end quote, there we go. End quote, begin Matt. Begin Matt. Uh, So (laughs) it's the way he's talking about pressing. It makes it sound like adding forwards in, like pushes the press up higher. Yeah. Um. But there's a problem with that if we look at some rudimentary statistics. Oh, um, is it that like? So <laughs> never mind. Go ahead. So we have played uh, 30 games. Uh, I would like you to guess how many, how many games RSL attempted more presses in than we did in this one. We attempted 62 presses for the record.
2: We we attempted 62 presses in this game against DC. Yes. And you're asking us how many of the other 30 games that we've played. 29. Other 29 games that we've played. Is we've like attempted f- more than 62 presses.
1: 15 or something. That's a good half. 15? It's t- it's,
0: it's, it's, it's 29. 29.
2: Are you serious?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the net, Yeah.
2: So, okay. <laughs> yeah, this was not a very, like, pressy okay. game. Like, there have been games where it's like, oh, I know, we're pressing. Like, it's working. This was not one of them. Unbelievable uh, to say that. Our pressing
0: success percentage was 24.2%. Uh, which is one of the lowest of the season. I am oh, so yeah.
2: annoyed. That is so yeah, obnoxious. Well done to Pablo for being able to read the game Love and the understand what's test. going on on the field.
1: It didn't feel.
2: Who that, needs stats seen, when you've okay. got eyeballs? I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I, like, I
1: cannot emphasize enough. Like, I don't know if the perception was different throughout the stadium. It just did not feel like we were. Like, I, I heard more. I like. My kid doesn't want to stick around to the, for the fireworks because that was so boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it was it was a legitimately boring game. Like I did not think like there have been games where it's just like oh my like we're so close to scoring over and over and over again. This was not that at all. Like I I did not feel at all like we were. I was like wow that was a great free kick by Pablo. But other than that, I was like I don't think we're close to scoring. It's going to take just like a weird bounce or something. It's not like we were consistently threatening an attack. I'm. And it, the press, be, uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it felt, it and, felt
0: and, great. And I'm not going to say like RSL should have pressed more. I don't think that would have necessarily made the difference in this game. Uh, DC generally played deeper, right? I think it's fair right. to say. Absolutely. Uh, and and so a press may not be like the solution. I don't mean to say like Pablo Mastroeni is an idiot because he didn't press more. But But to to use that as a... Yeah, (laughs) to 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 say we we press well (laughs) is is patently false if you look at what a press is statistically. Now, if you have a different idea of what a press is, then... Then use a different word. Yeah. So so, uh, FB ref defines a press uh, as applying pressure to an opposing player who is receiving, carrying, or releasing the ball. And then success is gaining possession within five seconds of applying pressure. So just to put a little like definition.
2: So we understand what we're talking about.
0: Yeah.
1: (sighs) Man, why would he say that? Like that kicks off the rest of the quote. Why would say that? Okay. Well, I am extremely mad about the rest. Should we just go to the rest of the quote now? I don't. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Get your your beeper ready. (laughs) i'm so annoyed Trevor, if
0: you swear i'm gonna have to edit this podcast tonight I'm <laughs> gonna end this podcast immediately it's 1207 a.m and i know oh, that's right i don't want to stay up till three
2: i'm gonna wake up my roommate with how loud i'm gonna scream this <laughs> reaction Perfect.
0: to this quote all right so resuming the I'm quote because i be mean but go I ahead thought we pressed better than we did in recent times so again it's what i told the guys you only judge yourself on your performance the result, it takes 27 people. The refs, the players, the wind, <laughs> and fortune. He did say the wind there. That is a direct quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not exaggerating this. Oh, uh, yeah. We did that's everything we set out to achieve today. And that's where I find solace. Controlling controllables.
2: Hold on. <laughs> Can I ask you the same question that I asked on Twitter and get an actual like answer? Uh, probably not. So, Matt, but I give you permission to try you you said, and I want to get this exactly right because i I don't want to misquote or be unfair to pablo
0: and again these are these are direct quotes from his press conference following the match. I've tried to to take out the like full quotes here, so that's why we've read like a large section of this, this he not said about, like, gotcha stuff he
2: he said something about achieving everything. can you read that part again?
0: Yeah, we achieved. We did everything we set out to achieve today. And that's where I find solace. Controlling controllables.
2: We did everything we set out to achieve today.
0: Well, so, so. Was, can, was winning not on the list of things to achieve <laughs> today? So let me read more quote before this point, just to add context, to try to be as fair to Pablo as we can in this, con- it, like, in this conversation. The only thing you can, can control is the performance. Results you can't control. You need things to go it's your way. Not true. You need okay. balls to bounce. You need shots to hit the frame. You need good calls. And you need a lot of breaks to score goals. I, I can excuse saying you need shots to hit the frame because I, I know what he's trying to say. There's yeah. trying to say shots to be on target, yeah. not to hit the, the woodwork. Yeah. Can we
2: list can we... all those again and go through real quick which of those <laughs> did not happen?
0: Uh there's more. There's
2: more. <sighs> oh, okay, sorry. Okay. Well,
0: But when I think about where we were and what we wanted to achieve in the game on both sides of the ball, I think we did a really, really good job. And obviously, scoring goals is the toughest thing to do in a game, and we just (laughs) couldn't find it. But we created enough solid opportunities to be able to do that. I'm
2: (laughs) I read this exactly 24 hours ago about that whole diatribe. It's unbelievable. I,
1: I, I am so desperate for someone to just say this isn't good enough. I need to know that someone at the club wholeheartedly believes that this isn't good enough. Like I, I desperately need that need that knowledge because I, (laughs) I cannot. I cannot stomach a result like that against a team like that in a situation like this and and hear that and be like, yeah, no, no, that's that's fine. Like, does anyone have pride about this club anymore that like we can do you want some more quotes? Yeah, please. Why not? No,
0: <laughs> I think in all phases of the game, I thought we were really bright. If you don't score, mm-hmm. you're not going to win. Which true. Uh, not true? We didn't score against Seattle, and we advanced, <laughs> which was a. I mean, advancing on a draw is a definitely a Taking some wrong lessons, I from think that's the definition of a moral victory: is advancing on a draw in which you take no <laughs> shots. The guys got themselves into great positions. It was mm-hmm. just that final decision, that final play mm-hmm. we lack. Whether it was a pass, a shot, someone shaking somebody and finishing, it wasn't from a lack of creating those opportunities. Mm-hmm. defensively. I thought we were strong in transition. I thought mm-hmm. we were really good on both sides of the ball. We'll mm-hmm. keep looking at it and keep working and hopefully find a goal in Austin or two because we're capable of scoring goals tonight. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't our night.
1: Yeah. Unlucky. Uh, RSL's last eight home games, two wins, four draws, two losses. RSL has won four of the last 16 games. And I, I, need somebody like i don't even know why i care this much because i know pablo is just a liar but like he <laughs> say that it's not good enough so that people know what like that there's an actual standard here you have to say that you can't it's unbelievable to me that no but that like you can just be like we were we were bad on the night and like we didn't like you've disappointed twenty thousand people in that stadium and i'm generous about that number but there were 20,000 people yeah. who there were twenty thousand two hundred and forty something tickets sold and
0: 70. every
1: one of those people that was 40. in their seat or in that stadium left disappointed because of that performance and you're out there saying that we actually did everything right like how how is that how I am so, it's it's so insane I it's like a- I try not to be I I, I don't oh man
2: it's insane. How, it how can insane. you say like, that? It's a disconnect from reality, right? What, what a, is this club? Not- what, what does this even mean to people anymore? Like, what is the club?
1: What does that stadium mean to people? If it's not, you can't go. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> if you cannot pick the shit out of DC United in that game, then what is this about? Seriously? Like, why are we? Why are we doing this? If that if that was what you set out to achieve and that's and we did that. And we did not like, how are you not dominating the last, the worst team in the league in that game at home in front of all those fans on the most monumental night we've ever had at the the America first. We had a flyover that was definitely scheduled. It wasn't on its way to BYU. We (laughs) like, how are you not taking pride in the moment? And if you can't rise to it, admitting that you failed, like the, Complete, just utter lack of 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 admitting that there was a failure of any kind is so annoying to me. Like I am going absolutely. I've been trying to not be insane about Pablo this year. I stand by the fact that he's not the coach of the future and it's annoying that I have to pretend like he is. But oh, my gosh, to say that after that game is just so insane. I was just I read these quotes from Matt 24 hours ago. While watching this BYU that BYU game and I was like And
2: you've been holding it in ever way time. more
1: insane than Jake Oldroyd missing two kids. I was just I can't I could <laughs> not I cannot stomach this. It makes me physically ill. Like the just I need to know that there's people in this front office that know this isn't good enough. Like I have to know that in want, order to continue more Yeah,
2: sure. Why can not? I, can I give my favorite yeah, stuff please. before you give yours? Yeah. So he went off and talked about how difficult it is to score goals and how many things need to go right in
0: order for you to score goals. You want me to read that list again? No. Um, wind is one of them. <laughs>
2: yeah. Anyway, he talked about just how difficult it is to score goals. And I understand it's not the easiest thing in the world. That's why people work for years and years and years to become soccer players professionally. And so, <laughs> only some of those people who work very hard for very long are adept at scoring goals. And those are the ones that make the most money because it's such a hard thing to do. DC United as a team averages throughout this season, giving up two goals every single game that they have played all season. That's oh, not like a cherry ball. picked, like over the last couple of games or over the last, you know, this stretch of game or against Western Conference. That's not butter knifed at all. That's every 30 games that they've played, they average. Two goals against per game. They have a negative
1: 27 goal differential. Negative 27.
2: Easy to score goals against. Some teams have scored six goals against them multiple Multiple. times. (laughs) We can't score one. Give me one goal against the worst team in the league, the leakiest team in the league, and then talk to me about how difficult it is to score. The wind. We need the wind to go right to score goals. (laughs) That's where we're at now. Sorry, guys. We needed the wind wasn't with us.
0: I mean, we we did. We did everything
2: that was controllable. We did all of it, but the wind, guys. Oh, and the he said we need a good call. The referee. We also need the referee to score a goal for us. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Alan Chapman's got a hell of a left foot, dude. (laughs) I just ah, I I am so.
2: Irate we achieved about everything this. we set out to do that game. I am. You said so, those words into a microphone to people who were asking them questions about how that game went. It's just Multiple so time.
1: unbelievably negligent at best to say that kind of thing. It is so, and then <laughs> it's just disrespectful. It's it's so it's it like what I don't know why people should care if that's something that they can expect is as long like if the wind is go- if if we're really if if the definition of 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 the riot being a fortress moving forward is is dependent on the wind going our way then like literally just don't show up anymore if that's if 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 that's what's what's on the table as being like influential i can't
0: so, serious question here okay um we're good do you think it would be against the laws of the game
1: <laughs> to install a gigantic <laughs> wind turbine on the south
0: end that uh, some other the, not on the team would turn on at certain points <laughs> that happen to be advantageous. And what if that happened to be outside of the stadium, controlled by a separate third party? Like, do you think that falls, I'm reminded runs afoul of, of the laws of the game?
1: I'm reminded of the Jimmy Neutron episode where he installs a gigantic weather controlling apparatus that essentially blows out the clouds. And I think we could be looking at something like that. So if anyone knows a boy genius. I
0: and mean, we're going to need that anyway here. So
2: I just can't. I am so annoyed by that. I couldn't. I've, I, been, I've been mad about things that Pablo have said, and I've. This is the out. worst. And just been calling Pablo a liar, kind of like as a joke, but like also like he's a liar for like most of the season. And like, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it at this point. Like I, I've been, I've been over it. Yeah. I thought I was over it, but I'm a I new level too, of dude. over it at this point. Like he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to coach soccer or maybe he knows how to coach soccer, but he doesn't know how to explain soccer things to people. When people ask him questions about the game, he can't answer them. Like we need somebody else to be doing press conferences that can answer like questions legitimately, because what we're getting is a guy that apparently can't answer questions properly. Can't explain things properly or thinks that we're on a different planet that we are. And that like, normal evaluation of soccer games is completely different from like he. Yeah. He can't do it. Stop making (laughs) him do it. Please get somebody who can talk about the game in like terms of what actually happened in the game rather than like what terms, like instead of this power of positive thinking, garbage metaphysical kind of crap that he's feeding us. Cause it's not true it's not based in real it's just like he wants to will the team it's just obfuscation like it li-
1: It like he literally just wants just... to
2: will these things into reality and it, it's not working anymore <clears throat> no yeah it's,
1: you know, when it and it, wins, it doesn't for the these things
0: from the season
1: yeah and like these things figure themselves out toward the end of the season as they normally do but i'm just so tired of being a team that's like fighting for a playoff spot every season and this is the same like we slid into a playoffs uh position last year and I feel like I'm on a we're on a similar trajectory right now, where results are starting to kind of stack up against us going the going the wrong way. We at, we play two games against opponents that we're in the mix with, and if we end up making the playoffs, it might be because a team crashed out because of how injured they are. Like, I I, I don't know. <laughs> and i'm so tired of that just being that's why like i i just cannot buy into the fact that this is a long-term project with pablo because if if the long-term project is fighting for 7th place in the western conference every single season like what is is that really the
2: point is fighting that a, for 7th place in the western conference while also not developing any youth players right while also not necessarily playing players that will be here in two <laughs> years While also like not making significant signings in the transfer windows. Yeah. Like just just barely. Last minute signings. Yeah. That yeah, last minute. Not first choice signings. And like we know they're not first choice signings because they said that. These are not our first choice. Like, you can't have these things all go on and have that be like your long term plan we love to just suck and lie about how much we (laughs) suck. that's our long-term plan at this point
0: i know okay absolutely this can't be it so i ran some projections just because i'm curious about what the the final table could look like
2: was was this the simulations or was this the projections that you were talking to me about when we first got on uh this is we just guessed the results of games
0: yeah i just guessed the results of games so so first we'll preface it uh in the forum guide i've got a Projected-slash-simulated-league standings, uh, where it runs a bunch of simulations. Uh, RSL's median finishing position is 7th, which is technically a playoff a playoff position. spot. It is the play-in, so calling it a playoff position is a little funny, because you're playing <laughs> in to play in the playoffs. Well, hold on, because it's only the
2: first team that gets... Or is it first three spots to get a I buy? Think it's
0: first three, and then fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Yeah, okay, be. all right. And it, I mean, regardless, uh, RSL is a, in uh, just over 30% of the simulations, RSL is not in the playoffs. Uh, so I thought. But Matt, that means 70% they are. That, that does. So I thought, all right, what's a reasonable outcome here? Uh, So the first is the match against Austin away. Austin is better on the road, but they're averaging 1.5 points per game at home. Uh, And that's been steady across the whole course of the season, which is really weird (laughs) and kind of cool, but also just so weird. Um, So I think a reason, like I don't see a way we can win against Austin right now. We can't score goals. Well, there's, well, maybe the wind <laughs> will be right in Austin. It's a different wind. Austin scores sixty, go- has scored sixty goals this season, so two goals a game, as yep. many as LAFC. So, to, to give you some context, there,
1: and they have the likely MVP. Yeah. So,
0: so I've chalked that one up to a loss. A loss on the road, not the end of the world. Like no one would be surprised. Sure. Uh, we then play FC Cincinnati at home on Saturday. Uh, And that one, uh, so if I look at the uh, FC Cincinnati on the road are not a great team. They're a little better than RSL on the road. Uh, This is
1: a team that's in similar playoff position in their respective conference, I believe. I think they're... They're sixth, we're seventh.
2: Yeah, so yeah, we, they, were, they were out of the playoffs as of like last week.
1: Yeah, we have the same number of, oh, we have one more point than they do, though. We're yeah. 43 three. They're at 42.
2: So I've given
0: us a win there. I think that's pretty reasonable. Uh, yeah, you'd hope so. Uh, all right, then we've got after that, LA Galaxy on the road, which uh, they are at home uh, pretty good. Uh, they're actually about as good as Austin right now. At home Uh, So not Not the best Certainly Uh, Galaxy have been Really bad on the road So Yeah Their home form is all that's Sustaining them in a a potential Playoff chase Uh, I I've got a loss there We can run the simulation again With With a win there If we want But uh, On the road Against L.E. Galaxy With Trevor in the stands Like just don't see it going well for anybody, let alone <laughs> at least bad. of all Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, then final the game of the season, uh, home game versus Portland. They've had our number. I've I've got a draw here. Uh, I could see a win. But, I could see
1: a lot. I could see any
0: scenario on that one. Yeah. I,
1: after this DC United game, I've got like I don't have confidence in anything right now. So
0: yeah. So that that puts us at forty seven points. We could get as high as forty nine. Uh, but the odds are are not good in these cases, right? We'll need yeah. an unexpected result to, like, guarantee a playoff spot. And I remember being told, like, playoffs is, like, our goal every season is to make the playoffs. And if that's still the goal, and I know we've talked about this in recent episodes, yeah. then great. We made the playoffs. Like, yes, we run it back. We We have no chance, basically, of a home playoff game at this point. Unless for some reason uh we make it to the final and we play against <laughs> maybe Cincinnati. Maybe.
1: Um Cincinnati or uh maybe we play against the Columbus crew in the yeah. final.
0: I'm like that that's optimistic for getting one play one home playoff game. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting early in the season and thinking, like, wow, we are like preseason, right? We talked in preseason about how RSL was struggling to score goals. And how yep. it just like that was something we were concerned about. We scored some goals early on in like really weird snow games.
1: Had a lot of defenders scoring goals early. Those have dried up. Yep.
0: As as we weren't they scoring do, in, right?
1: Yeah, we weren't scoring uh, what we'd called over and over again consistent patterns of play that we were noticing that were reproducing goals. And from what I can tell, the only ones that have uh, really done so we uh don't really try to re- recreate very yeah. consistently in games. So,
0: so we're we're sitting here like we've had this concern all season, and obviously the club is like Pablo Mastroeni is not listening to us. It doesn't. This doesn't matter in the right. grand scheme of things. We're here to talk about soccer and also some other things that aren't soccer. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if anyone's noticed that though, and and. It's so frustrating to see the flaws from the beginning, and not see anything done to correct those. Instead, we've seen the same pattern of cross clearance, cross clearance, cross clearance,
2: with additional yeah, wonder goals.
0: Like, but, but you can't get by on wonder goals alone.
2: yeah I need to I need to issue a quick apology. Is it to, to him to the audience? Oh um at some point during my getting mad about d c United being bad, I said that they had allowed the most goals of anybody in the league so far this year. uh, that's not true. San Jose has allowed two more goals <laughs> um Man. from one less game, so San Jose is defensively the worst team in the league. uh sorry about that, everybody. I misled you.
0: Uh, san jose does have a better goal difference though so
2: that's true san jose has a way better goal difference because they've got somebody on their team that can score goals imagine that (laughs) (laughs) they have they've allowed two
1: more but they have a plus 10 goal differential which is basically just uh
0: what's his face jeremy Um, obobosi yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's just like all of this to say like I don't think any of us are here to be like mindlessly critical. But we Oh we sorry, I believe watch... he has 15 goals. <laughs> oh, we want to watch fun soccer and we yeah. we want to score goals. And as it stands, RSL is one of the least effective goal scoring teams in the league. And I but want we're there. Yeah. So DC has scored 32 goals. We have scored 38. So I mean slightly better.
1: We have a better defense than we have a better defense than them, and we have slightly better attack than the worst team in the league. Like that's,
0: and it's a considerably better defense, right? Like it's a much better. I think our defense
1: is is, is great. I I
0: one of the best in the league potentially, right? <laughs> yeah, it's everything beyond yeah, all
1: Frustrating. <laughs>
2: okay, I mean, an all-star center back. <laughs>
0: oh
2: man! I told you, I'm not gonna leave. I'm not gonna let it go. Yeah, you I mean, should. Somebody, somebody called Zach McMath an league. all-star snub, and that was
1: RSL has the most ridiculous uh, thing ever. You earlier. say
2: the
0: sixth least sixth least? Yeah,
1: We've uh, yeah. I mean, only conceded twenty-two sixth, goals, so we've conceded the sixth least in the goals in the league. Conceded? Which,
2: okay, I was trying to find out where we were as far as goals scored. Yeah,
0: uh, as far as Less. goals scored, uh, it is uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, about seven, the same. eight. Ninth least. So I mean slightly yep. better.
2: <laughs> I guess. Ninth least. So we are like two how many teams are in the league? Twenty-eight? So we're like nineteenth in the league in goal scored. Yeah. Cool. I just I just wanna
1: know that I'm supporting a club that cares about winning and that like can set some standards for like what I should be expecting because There's, there's, there's being honest with yourself about where you are in the life cycle of like a club competing for a title. And then there's just like straight up telling me what I should expect when I go to a game at this stadium. And if it's really that, like, like the expectation should be that we win every single game at home. Like that's, that's been, that's what we do. I thought that's when we called this place a fortress. That was the expectation then.
0: And it was disappointing when it didn't happen, right?
1: Yeah, it was you if you don't win a game at home, you were disappointed and something like there are, there are exceptions, I guess. But the general rule is that you didn't do well enough if you lost at home. Yeah. Or if you didn't win. Sorry, that's an important distinction because that draw was another loss for all as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah. Fifth home draw of the season, which uh, incidentally, uh, Philadelphia has four home draws all at the start of the season or in the first half of the season. So I I wonder what their goal differential is.
1: That's right. That's true. Yeah, A team that definitely hasn't been drastically improving as the season's gone on and just been pouring it on. Yeah. I really hope Philadelphia wins uh, MLS Cup,
0: to be honest. That would be a cool one. They're a fun team. Fun, fun team. I like them. All right. Should we preview the next game? They're, they're your playoff scenarios.
1: Oh, there's another game. There's two games this week. Yeah, I was forgot. gonna say
2: we're
0: we previewing one or two because uh, well two. two. Let's
1: just do the
2: real quick, dirty version. Because we we <laughs> right, I put to it, it in the doc uh,
0: So there's your Austin preview. Is some playoff <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah. Austin is pretty good. Um, as they're better on the road, uh, but they're they're not shabby at home. They're second in the West, uh, and I think they're they're good enough for what. Third in the league, fourth in the league,
1: unless something like that fourth
0: uh behind Montreal the <clears throat> teams,
1: Montreal's doing really well lately, yeah,
0: um, so you know there there you go, uh, and then I don't remember what the next game is, uh, we
1: play at home against Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Home. oh, yeah, on I, Saturday, I talked about that, yeah, and they just absolutely smoked, was it San Jose, I think Cincinnati. Yeah, who did they just they just beat someone really bad, like six zero. Oh, they
0: beat the brakes off. Hold on. Yeah, it was six 0 to the Quakes.
1: Yeah. Um, and Brandon Vasquez didn't even score, I don't think. So and um,
0: they don't have another they don't have a midweek game, so
1: oh, okay. <laughs> That's probably fine. So yeah, <laughs> we are at home. We travel to Austin and then back home for a Saturday game. Uh And honestly, I, depending on, I mean, we'll see how Wednesday goes, but like every home game this season, I have been really looking forward to. And after this last Saturday, I am like just not stoked about this team right now. I'm just like, I honestly, those comments piss me off to like a level that I didn't really like expect. And there's something like, I want to know there's like a fire like burning that, that can like the great motivator that Pablo supposedly is
2: how, like can't get the team up against the worst team in the league.
1: Yeah. Like, and against, maybe that has something to do with the fact that the- like everything is just totally fine. Every single time we don't do well. And it's so clearly obvious that we didn't play well. Um, I just don't think it's an effective way to get people engaged with the club to have, to just pretend like everything's fine. like. I I don't know. So I like, I am just really upset about that. And I'm really annoyed that I feel like I'm just, I'd rather not waste (laughs) time going to support a club that doesn't care about winning. Like, like they care about winning and like, will fight and fight to win. And like, if you don't win at home in front of your fans, then you failed. Like that's the expectation.
0: That's what it should be. Every single game at home. You don't get to go smile and throw balls into the, into the stands. Right.
1: Yeah. Like I do not like I want, I'm, I want to win and like, I don't care about like the excuses have just gotten so old and like, I want to bring like, okay, here, here's, here's an example. I earlier in the week last week, I was trying to get a bunch of my friends to go to this game on, on Saturday. Cause I was like, it might be a fun game for like the weather is going to be nice we get tacos before like do the whole thing it'll be really fun tacos and were then, like great, by the way tacos were fantastic they always just that's like the that was obviously the best part of that day um seeing my friends and eating tacos and like i <laughs> i'm really glad i didn't bring friends to that game because i would have it would have been i would've been, been hard pressed to convince them to come to another one anytime soon like i it's just it's fun when you win and it's fun with it when the team is doing well and the team taking pride in doing well, I think makes a difference. And the, having a coach that actually will go out there and say, like the expectation is to win. I think that makes a difference, like set some ground rules about like what the expectation is for these games. And so like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I, what to expect on Saturday against a team that I think is comparable in, in standings right now. And has been scoring at a much higher rate than we have as of late against arguably better opponents. Well, in the standings, definitely better opponents. So um yeah, I don't know. I'm just really annoyed. <laughs> I just, like, I mean, I could go on forever. It's just so how far we've fallen that like that, that, that's an acceptable thing. Like, at least Jeff Cassar knew that there was something. That he was letting people down. Did he go to the extreme and it got really pouty and weird? Yeah. But at least he knew there was a standard that he wasn't meeting. Yeah. Yeah. That standard appears to have just been completely eviscerated because uh, I'd actually, I honestly don't know why. I don't know if like if the Deloitte era just completely destroyed any expectations for this club, but like returning to the RSL way or whatever can that please include winning at home consistently and that being the expectation? Because that's how it used to be every single game at home for years. And like, it should be like that again. And if your coach can go out there and just confidently say like, everything is going fine after a result like that, then something is really not okay. And I, again, am desperate to know that someone in the club also agrees with me because that's how it used to be.
0: Yeah
2: so rsl plays austin wednesday night at 7 15 (laughs) yeah sorry there's my game (laughs) preview (laughs) the same things i was saying 20 minutes ago and they play uh at q2 stadium which is a stupid name for a stadium (laughs) and then following that on saturday they have a home game uh 7 30 again against cincinnati um are we we, we're probably not going to do a podcast after the austin game right Nah depending on Probably the result not. i mean if, I if we
0: about. win six zero then i will record a solo podcast let's do a podcast
1: yeah okay. I, I mean like i don't have any plans thursday <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway um it is 12 30 at night we've been talking for two hours and 15 minutes yeah I'm and sorry. i think we've said just about everything that needs to be said <sighs> wait except for several f words because we're being as nice as we possibly can
0: i do i do want to pull up uh I think oh, wait, yeah. I Arsenal, do also
2: have one more I think thing to
1: say. Jason's not here to break the swearing dam on an episode <laughs> because
0: the swearing ding, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm very sorry for that. Um, RSL's home we're... form uh, rolling over the like five game rolling periods. Uh, they started the season with four consecutive periods of 13 points at, in home game, like in five home games, which is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Uh, dropped to 11 for two periods dropped to eight and we're stuck. Now we have five points from our last five home games and that's not a new development. But Did we
1: lose two games in a row? I don't know. Yeah, no, we didn't. Which, but uh, it's almost like that doesn't actually matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather lose two games in a row. If it means we win the next 10, I'd yeah. rather keep losing two games in a row. If it means we win the next even three over and over again.
0: And I, I guess one last thing from me, uh, I don't know if I've ever heard a coach describe scoring goals as something that happens to a team. (laughs) Uh, Pablo, for all his, like, for all his, you control what you can control. Apparently, scoring a goal. Goals are outside of that. Is controlled by everyone on the field, including the referees. And the wind. And there was one other. Uh, fortune. I think it had something to do with the lunar tides. The refs, the players, the wind, and fortune. And like, <laughs> The last one is I mean, different than the others. Uh, it's just... It, it's. I feel like Kyle does. I mean, this is really what it comes down to. Is that goals are imbued with this mythical power. That... Are they a thing unto themselves that exist in the universe and are goals they visit. by participating in goal scoringness? And like, we're it's like some weird misattribution, misattribution. Bleh, I can't say the word anymore.
1: Misattribution. But, there yeah, we go.
0: Of like platonic forms. Yeah. And it's very confusing and very weird. And, like, has no place in describing the modern game. No. That's all. Trevor?
2: The only thing I was going to say is this was um, also part of our conversation with uh, people at the club. The flyover was completely intentional, and it was (laughs) definitely planned. And it was was the same plane that went to BYU, and they had to coordinate (laughs) that with BYU. And the club would like some damn respect for – such a coordinating effort getting a flyover to go over two different stadiums did they tweet about the flyover no this is just on the phone call that i had they should at <laughs> least say that that was planned but i mean it felt it was
1: like obviously it, planned yeah, but like it just wasn't spectacular to, like, and it, no one said anything about it. i mean again no the there was
2: there was some tweets the whole that were sent out lizzie's in was, the box
1: thing that they were blasting from the I mean, I felt like it was too far. Like, I mean, I don't know how many Irish fans we have, but I'm sure they appreciated <laughs> it. I just thought that it was a little in poor taste. All right. Shall we leave us
2: with good news? Do we have yeah. any
1: British players on
2: the team anymore? No. Uh, no, just no we just have our head scout, who
1: mm. I
0: think is, is he, he's British a U.S. citizen? Oh, I'm sure he's a citizen right now. Uh, he definitely he's has. He's naturalized. Okay. Um, okay. One last bit of good news. Genuinely good news. I uh, received uh, a <laughs> verbal confirmation uh, from the lady at the taco cart that they will be at the last two home games. Nice. So we'll reseek seek confirmation news. for the final game because it is on a Sunday. We want to make sure yeah. they will be there, but they should be there for Cincinnati. And that's Good. the best news we can hope for.
1: Yeah, that's like the thing I look forward to on game day. I, I'm looking forward to my tacos on, on Saturday because they're going to be delicious. And I have a great time eating those tacos with my friends. Whatever happens, to that is just up to the, the damn birds. They pick what happens. And I just soak it all in. It's really fun.
0: Uh, if, <sighs> if you made it to the end of this podcast, tweet at me and I'll send you a link to that Ray Bradbury story. I like that.
1: I won't do anything but I'll be very appreciative I feel like people have mm-hmm. been I saw people like disagreeing with certain takes we have but been like I love like I love the podcast which I thought was like I, I specifically on the stadium thing they've been like I'm a faithful listener it's the only podcast I listen to I was like wow
0: I mean, when you're I, two and a half hours, it's easy. To- I know. That is true. <laughs> it it's also it's like we cover a wide variety of topics. What else the If there's I, any
1: other topics you want us to cover that we don't cover in our normal pre-soccer talk, let me know. We
2: can mix it up. Matt, you're giving away our secrets. The reason we're so long is to not give anybody time to listen this to is, any yeah, other this podcasts. This is a monopoly
1: of time situation. <laughs> just- it might take you... If you finish this episode before Wednesday, that's very impressive. But
0: I would urge you to listen to two X at least.
1: <laughs> oh, I wonder what I yeah. I got to figure out. What I sound like at two X? Oh, did they that's probably nice naturalize good. voices? Right? Yeah, it's
2: it's pretty good. Okay, that's good. Nice. All right. Anyway, um, good night, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs>